Vision Round, Dream Preview, and we got a full house. Steve Fazek to my left, the only two-time Super Contest champion. Also, two caches in contests this year, right? You did the Circa, the third quarter? Third quarter, million, second, tied yes. for second, yes. And you did some kind of private, like you had to be special to be in it? Yes. What was this deal? The Westgate Season Win $200 buy-in contest. Found out about it the so who, day before. Who, who, who was allowed to go get in? Was it open to the public? It was open, yeah. $200. And how many people entered it? About 140. So this is like the uh, deuce to seven in like <laughs> 1997. 5,000 buy. <laughs> yeah, big buy in deuce yeah, like to seven. Yeah, it was like 33 people. Deuce to seven low ball. 33 people in it. Now, I've got a question for you. Uh -huh. Over or under? And I always... You know, I always emphasize there's more value with the unders than the overs. Steve's telling a story before AJ even gets announced. We'll get to you. How <laughs> many how many unders do you think I played on my winning ticket? <sighs> he had to mention his winning ticket. Yeah. Um, uh, so you would have had to make 32 picks, right? Yes. Okay. I think how the NFC, you were saying the NFC was under, you thought. It, there was a built-in premium on it. And I'd bet a third of the AFC, so 16, five, I think six overs. You're so good, seven. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was confirmation that we did, you know, before the season started, how the value, the unders had value. And here I banged away. Um, three quarters of my card was unders, and I finished second out of 140 people. So. And let's be honest, that's, that's going to be a sharp crowd. Oh, yeah. This is not the, tip, the typical Joe Q public doesn't want to, like, enter into a contest like that, you know, for season wins. Which, the funny thing is, I bet they would, because, I mean, that's a fun, those contests, in a weird way, you that's the fun thing about it. You bet one season win. Action every game, baby. Like he, he's, he was rooting against Houston every game. Every game you were sweating Texans. And imagine if you had a pick on every team. Now you, every game matters. Every game matters. <sighs> I think at the wire that was their saying. Every every piece matters. Every game matters. By the way, speaking of the wire, he could have been a criminal if he didn't go to the service. AJ Hoffman. <laughs> that could have been. Maybe I, mean, I was. If you didn't go to the service, would you have served time? You would have served time. Probably somewhere along That's the way. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, you're being sincere, right? I am being sincere. I mean, you would have done like nine months for aggravated assault. That's possible. Something like that. Yeah, nothing, nothing major. And you would have became um engaged to a guy named Tyrone at that point? Probably not. <laughs> you you weren't a UFC kind of guy back then. Yeah. No, but I, I was I could hold my own enough not to get engaged in prison. Well here's the thing about prison. Jail, I agree with you. Prison, mm. here's what you gotta know about prison. It's real simple. Sons of anarchy. They went in as a, a biker gang. They had to get help. Hmm. That's true. Think of it. Did you see that? Yeah. I mean, when they got to get help, little AJ by himself. Has you might be right. I'll say this. Tyrone I think loved in, you, though. In jail, knowing how to fight is a good thing. In prison, it doesn't really matter. I think if you, if you know how to fight in prison, it doesn't matter because nobody's fighting. In they're just, if they want, they're just going to stab you, whatever. So hmm. I, I, I. It's funny. You wouldn't think, but we've got Tyrone talking about your time together. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what that meant. I could uh, still feel his breath on my neck. <laughs> I, if, I, if I'd gone there. Hypothetically, yeah. that's AJ Hoffman. I'm RJ <laughs> Bell. You know, we got some real good feedback on the show last week. They liked the extra picks. They liked us kind of ruminating on and making the sausage with the kitchen door open. 
We're going to stick to it. We're going to make it a little simpler, though. There's only four games, so we're going to have three picks. One side, one best bet. One total, which can be on a game or on the first half of a game. That's it. You know, first quarter, too, but it has to be total points. All right? And then everything else. If it's a prop, that's fine. If it's a derivative, there's a third catch-all bucket. And now other guys might have opinions, you know, so-and-so over rushing yard. You'll throw them out, but we're going to grade on the nine, three, three, and three. And then together, we're going to, at the end, make a consensus decision. I will say this about the Big Ben loser. The handicap was right on. The usage was incredible. I mean, and plus at the end, it was like Bill Simmons said, it was like he kept fighting and fighting. It wasn't even for the cover. Like at the that last drive. All you needed was five and a half yards per pass, he not had, four. He had 100 yards entering the fourth. Yeah. So if he would just had a normal amount, the handicap was right on. Just his how bad he was. Mm. The rest of the game was the problem. I said this, and it is unequivocally true, and I'll only say it quickly. Big Ben is the greatest quarterback in Steeler history, and it's not even close. You got a lot of pushback on that. I didn't even look. Yeah, a lot of a lot of Terry Bradshaw lovers, which I think it, like Terry Bradshaw might be. He's a great. He he was great when he had to be great. He got four rings, baby, but he wasn't a Big Ben. Level. wasn't on that level. No, even of the era, he wasn't. Who's number three? Charles Batch. Tommy Maddox. <laughs> I mean, come on, I'm, I'm Mason just... Rudolph. <laughs> No, no. Bobby Brister. <laughs> All right. Tom Zach. All right. Oof. Neil O'Donnell? Oh, that might actually he be it. He did bring in a Super Bowl. Ugh. Yeah, you know, you know, he cost them the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, Bam Morris did. I don't know. All right, let's do it. Showtime! Woo! Okay, I think we go in reverse rotation order again, right? We can do that. Um... Might as well start with the lead. The Buffalo Bills, two-point dogs at the Kansas City Chiefs. The total, 54-and-a-half. Fez. Got a lot on this game here, RJ. First off, let me do a line move projection. Vito and, and company are telling me that money is coming in on the Bills. So remember when the Eagles were getting bet a lot? And the like. So Buffalo during the regular season. During the regular season. Thank you. So Buffalo is a team that the select wise guy syndicates want to fire on. So if you're going to bet Kansas City in this game, I would wait. Bold prediction. I think you might get pick on Kansas City. Wow. I the the money is is very likely to come in on the Bills. And a big part of it is how good the Bills have certainly looked in the in the two wins against the Patriots and how well Josh Allen has been playing. Now, we can we're going to talk about how significant those Patriot games really were and the like. But the feeling is is that despite Kansas City being the better team the last three years, that right now at this point this moment in time, the a lot of betting groups feel Buffalo is the better team. Well, if you look at the line. KC's home field in the playoffs, two and a half? Sure. So right now with it being, now I do find it interesting, Pinnacle has minus two and a half, minus 03. So that means they're two cents below two and a half, right? Westgate, a sharp book, it doesn't take as big an action, but still a sharp book, one and a half. Now, I understand that two and a half to one and a half is not of great consequence, but... 
Pinnacle's out there on an island here, it feels yeah, like. Yeah, already we have a difference in opinion. That's unusual to have a full point difference between two major books like that. Two sharp books. Now, I know the total's high, but some people are going to be playing this uh, Bill's teaser. Once it hits one, you're not getting seven now. Yeah. So it, if come Thursday morning when the, or overnight Wednesday, and we're taping at 5.13 right now, Pacific time in Las Vegas at the pregame.com offices. If it's still available, if you want it, you better grab it based on what you're saying. Exactly right. The problem is we need something to tease it with. And so about no one in Vegas lets you do this. Pulling back. I, I don't like the teaser anyway necessarily, but go ahead. But, I, but pulling back the curtain on how pros make money betting teasers, I would say one out of maybe five offshores lets you play what's called an open spot in a teaser. So you go ahead and you play your two-team teaser. You lock in your first leg, but your second leg you don't have to commit to. You can play it later. So you certainly could do that here if you've got a book that's dealing, especially a book dealing two and a half. And later could be six months later? Check house rules. Yeah, say that's a great point because after this weekend, there's only three games left, right? So all of a sudden, uh-oh, we might run out of something you know, to tease it with. But with so many competitive games, you're probably going to get another Wong teaser that you can play it. But um, you lock in leg one on Buffalo, and then you leave an open spot to be play. If you in like the future. It. And the Wong is based upon now in, in MTI did some good work on this too after, but it's going through three and seven in both directions is viable. Though betting them down is, is a lot less profitable long term than betting them up. Yes. Taking the, the minus dog. eight to minus two is, is not as good as plus two to plus eight. Uh, right? Correct. Yeah. And road teams favored are especially bad. Right. Avoid the minus eight road favorite and in general, unless you really yeah, like it. Yeah. In the totals, uh, higher they are, the worse it is. And also a team's variance. Some teams have variance, some don't. Uh, Football Outsiders actually quantifies that. Less variant. Like Steelers, Ravens, in theory, is a perfect game uh, to tease if it's within that long range. It feels like every. Every, you know, every one of those. Unfortunately, those games seem to be lined at three a lot instead of a two. You know, but but if ever there was a time to tease a three upwards, it would be a, a Baltimore Pittsburgh game. Two quick questions. Did you have something? I was to say, and as far as the totals, given the teams that are still in the playoffs, unless you get a Tennessee San Francisco Super Bowl, it's there's going to be high totals because all all the teams left are besides those two are considered high high powered offenses, which is kind of interesting if you look at the Bengals Titans being at 47 and a half, 47 and a half. Yeah. I might like the over there. A little tease. Um, two quick questions, Steve mm-hmm. is what you're saying. You got that. That that's my best bet for oh my total. My <laughs> I'm trying to look up the Super Bowl early line here and it's not coming up. For oh, what the total okay. Is. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm line. not checking my text. No, no, no. Okay. I was just thinking about and I'm not. Let's, let's think about that. The early line. Jeez. I think the Anna or the AFC's got to be three, huh? No. Lower? I think the NFC has to be favored. I don't think so. Oh, yes. What? I love that incredulous. What? Who would the Bills or Chiefs be a dog to? What's the chance Tennessee or, or Cincinnati makes a Super Bowl? But let's say Tennessee's the third best team, right? Who's the third best team in the NFC? They're all good. What really? The 49ers are better than the Titans by how much? Oh, by 
to well, I've got my numbers. Here, I mean, but so. but again, at some point, I think you having the Titans like fourteen. I've got them only one. Forty nine is only one point better. <laughs> yeah. So, but 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 if the Titans make this Super Bowl, they're not necessarily going to get a huge um, upgrade in, in their power rings. They're home. They beat the Bengals. What's, let's say it's a close game. Say they win a close game. I mean, with all these mega teams, really good teams in the NFC, whoever gets out of the NFC is going to get a bump. I don't know in which their, team in their is power really, rating. But you would agree. And this was something that I brought up on Straight Out of Vegas, 6 Eastern every weekday on 225 Fox Sports radio stations. Uh, check your local listings if there was radio listings local, you know. Or listen on the app. Well, go to foxsportsradio.com and see where, you know. Is, um, by the way, the Bill is the highest variance team in the NFL based on Football Outsiders, which makes sense. They either blow you out or. Or they lose 9-3 to three to the Jags yeah. or whatever it was. Um, do you agree the winner of the Bills KC will be favored in every other game? Yes. Even at Tennessee. Oh yes, three. Okay. Be laying three, right? I don't know. I mean, you're, is that what your numbers saying? Yeah. Whoever wins just beat a really good team, right? So they're going to get that. And then I think they're clear favorites over Green Bay on a neutral. I agree. Okay. But Green Bay having home field and being a good team or one of the best. Is why they're clear favorites to win the I, Super I see Bowl. Where it goes. So, you're, so you're saying there's a three quarters chance. But, but. Well, no, I'm more talking that it looks like Green Bay's the best team because they have the best odds. But they're but, not. But they're not. But they, and the, the market they, they, doesn't they, they, think they are. Yeah, yeah. So, so if there's a 25 percent chance Tennessee, I'll just throw that out there. It goes to the Super Bowl. They're going to be. I think they're going to be a three point underdog. All right. To Green Bay. To at Tampa, Green Bay, any of oh, anybody but San Fran. So, so that's interesting. So you're saying you think Kansas City and Buffalo are like a point and a half better than Green Bay or Tampa? Point better, yeah. Because you're saying they would be three on the road, and you're saying three. I think Tennessee. That's interesting. I think Tennessee at Green or against Green Bay in the Super Bowl might be three and a half. Because you remember, of the pedigree and the quarterback. And, Aaron, and, and the public gets involved much more. And it's Aaron Rodgers and it, you know, looking like he kind of finished the job to a degree. I think whoever wins this Bills-Chiefs game is going to be the favorite for the Super Bowl period because they're going to have an easier matchup oh, than sure. whoever the Packers play. I mean, assuming the Packers win. Because people are going to look at Tennessee as a week well, one seed or Cincinnati as, as a team that's very beatable. Let's keep something in mind. We'll move on. The Rams were favored at Green Bay, what, five, six weeks ago? Uh, boy, that's a strong, you know, looking back on that. It just shows you this love of Green Bay happened all at once. It happened all at once. The, he, it was with a team that went 13-3 and three the first year. You came in and bet under eight and a half, I think. Yes. <laughs> and I only say that to say how it was like there was such a, a sense of regression. But I got nine for my own portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> then the 13 again. <laughs> and and you still hear people making fun of LaFleur. Like, literally, some people are saying one of the greatest coaches, like, early. I mean, John Madden went 10 years, right? Or nine, right? I think it was. LaFleur is three years in. He won 13 and three. And, and like, in coach of the year, uh, he's not even favored. It's like people are like, ah, it's got to be um, uh, Taylor for Cincinnati or it's got to be Vrabel for Tennessee. Yeah, Taylor's insane. Vrabel makes a ton of sense. Vrabel's got to win. I, I mean, mean, the whole conversation we're having. You'd vote Vrabel, right? I would. I would. All the problems they had, they still get the number one seed? 
yeah, and there's a legacy thing there. He's been a good coach for a while. Yeah. And the guys that I thought were competitive with him have dropped off, right? Kingsbury. <laughs> you think? Right? Yeah. Belichick. And Belichick. Well, you know, again, he surged a little. Okay. So what we've agreed to here is, and and last thing about the uh, about the teaser, I've asked you this before. I've never gotten an answer that satisfied me. Hmm. There's a certain odds that you could lay that would be fair on a one leg teaser. And what is that like two sixty six or so? I can't remember what would it be. If it's a two team six point teaser, mm-hmm. and now you're you laying, say it's just one, and it's and it's minus one ten. Which some shops still have, but mm-hmm. not in Vegas. Yeah. That's my each each individual leg is minus two sixty. I'm okay. rounding. Uh-huh. If it's uh, if if you're laying minus a dollar twenty on your two team six team teaser, which mm-hmm. is most of the shops now, you're laying each leg is approximately minus two eighty. Okay, so this is where the square roots come in. There. All right, so let me ask you a question: Why won't they just let you bet minus? You know, say it's two eighty. Why won't they let you bet that? They I, should. But but you always had a reason. That, that, that it was, like, justified that they weren't going to do Well, it. they know that a lot of people will, like, want to tease Buffalo, and now they'll force and, – and so the, the, the books know this week that people will take non-Wong teasers, bad teasers, and even if the Buffalo teaser is good – it, the, the, the net teaser will but be bad this by same taking the second leg. Be, don't let them play one-teamers at all. Like, you got to bet parlays. I mm. mean, like, you can always squeeze – but it's like – it seems like – and and listen, charge them a little while. Like make it to you know, make it minus three hundred. They're still gonna pay. There are some places that put that up, and they do charge extra. Yeah, they yeah. do charge minus three hundred. But no one plays them because people, when they play that, when they're laying, they're saying, "I'm not laying two eighty. I'm laying minus one twenty. Why would lay two eighty? You know You're you saying do? you are. Let them parlay the two minus three hundred. Yeah. Oh wait. Okay. Yeah, but then they'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So wrap. We we're done with the teaser stuff. Um. Green Bay is favored to win the Super Bowl, but they would be, uh, as of now, underdogs to either Kansas City or Buffalo. We had this discussion on Straight Out of Vegas, Fez. Let's see what you think. Bills are perceived to be the better team against the Chiefs, but the Chiefs have the better Super Bowl odds. Now, I get that, hey, they got home field advantage, but this game is almost a pick now. Why would that be? Yeah. Um... I had two theories. I like one of them a lot. Ask the question one more time. Okay. So the current line is saying in the Bills-Chiefs game, is saying the Bills are the better team. The chance of advancing is almost a coin flip. Mm -hmm. But right now the Bills are 5-1. to Chiefs are 4-1. to Chiefs are 4-1. to A clear, you know, difference, 20%. Why is that? I don't think there's an obvious answer right off the bat, other than well, Kansas City's favored in this game, so they should be. They should but, have. I mean, it's almost pick them, right? It's now. almost pick them. Um, could be accumulated liability over the course of the year that the books don't want to go ahead and and you know may, maybe they're more afraid of Kansas City because of bets that they've been taking. I don't know. I don't know. So the liability was the one, my main one. But also it could be a matchup advantage for the Bills here, but not a power rating advantage. Where uh, oh, The Bills match well with Kansas City. Yeah. But Kansas, you know, that's a good point because I actually have, I agree with that. I have Kansas City half a point better, mm-hmm. all right? But part of that is that, you know, looking at, at all the other teams that they'll play, Kansas City has matchup edges and the like that um, maybe Buffalo doesn't have. But in this individual game, I mean, we saw that the first time the teams played, 
you know, Josh Allen presents big problems for the Kansas well, City defense. I mean, the, apparently every move the Bills made the entire offseason was with the intention of getting past Kansas City. Mm. And then when they were getting beat against the Tennessees and the New Englands of the world, it was like, but you got to get there. Mm-hmm. Well, now they're there. And my point was, and 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 I said this on SOV, and I, I haven't heard this anywhere else. I'm not sure. I think that Buffalo getting past New England the second time, I thought it was a problem because psychologically, it's like, again, like Rocky in, in the 14th round kind of thing. But now they've done it. Man, they are battle-freaking-tested. And I think that helps them greatly. They're going to feel like we've been... You know, there's a line in the wire where the first time Michael shoots someone, and he's like 15 years old, but he's in the gang or whatever, and uh, the... the, the uh, not Snoop, but the other one, I can't, uh, Chris was a part low. Chris was there. He looks at him and goes, you can look, he turns back to him and goes, you can look anyone in the world in the eye. The theory being you now, in, in this world, you now have shot someone, you got, you made your bones, as the Italians would call it, and you're a serious person. You've, you know, someone asks with you, they might end up in a ditch. And in that world, I, I, the Bills can look and say, we've, you know, it's not, they haven't won a Super Bowl because that would be the final. But, man, they've overcome almost Jordan beating the, the Pistons. They had, and, and they had two teams. They have two demons, and they've exercised both. They beat, beat up on Kansas City this year, and they clearly— well, but if they lose this game to Kansas City, that meant nothing. But still, the fact that— This is one to go. Yeah, yeah this is—it's the, the, this is the, it's, it's an It'd interesting point. It'd be worse if they lose this game. It's like the ultimate warrior finally beats Hulk Hogan, and that's a shock. But then once he beats him once, convincingly on the up and up, then all of a sudden— well, now, especially he's as if, good that, if that was a non, if that was a non-title match, that mm. would be the analogy. Because mm. then you win, but it didn't really it meant something, but hardly mm. anything. Now the title's on the line. Think about that, AJ. I'm a little confused by the the wrestling stuff, but what do you mean? Do you don't know what a non-title match? is? I do, but would Hulk Hogan ever wrestle the Ultimate Warrior in a non-title match? Yeah, that's oh. how they would set it up for storyline. Gotcha. Is they'd have a like Flair would get beat on a Georgia Championship wrestling. This match is a 20-minute time yeah. limit. It's a non-title match. Exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of I'm kind of upset that you don't know that. I think you guys grew up <laughs> in an age where uh, title belts meant more. Look up. What's he doing? He's going all the way up. Buckeye is up 20 feet in the air. Maybe 25. Buckeye 25 feet up in the air. Release! Oh! Is that, is that Mankind? No, that was Jimmy Superfly Snooker. That was the first guy to do it. <sighs> Matt, I remember we would get to Matt, we, USA Network in like 83. Yeah, I think it was 83 because Hogan won in 84 is they would do the Madison Square Garden once a month. And I was, oh, I, there was some great Don Morocco intercontinental title matches against Tito Santana. Oh, my gosh, that was odd. But when Snooker went to the top of the cage, I mean, it was a different generation because no, no one had done that kind of stuff. Like, Bruno San Martino never left his feet. <laughs> and the Macho Man kind of started doing that, too, right, with the big guy doing the revolutions in the air. And Actually, in WrestleMania three, the first mo- they say the first modern wrestling match was uh, Steamboat versus mm. Macho Man three. It, was a, it looks like a match today where the other ones just didn't. Mm. So it's interesting. But I was like 13 years old. I hated Backlund. Oh, my God. And remember, last thing, remember, 
in the WWFE, they had the cage open. You didn't have to win. You just had to leave the cage. Mm. That was how you would win the, a cage match. Like you could just walk out the door, right? Yeah. But the theory was you're both fighting to stop the other one from doing it. Well, if Snuka had the chance to go all the way to the top of the cage. Why didn't he just jump out? He could have jumped out. Yeah. It's like Tom Osborne not kicking that extra point. (laughs) Would have been number one? It confused me. All right. So, anyway, I think that they can look people in the eye. They vanquished a foe, a, a, a great foe, at least for this year. But I don't know what it means on the field because the it's almost like the Patriots are coming from another universe, running the ball. And it, it, I, 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 even the defense of the Pats is different. It's slower. But doesn't the doesn't the win in Kansas City earlier this year? Does that is that in a non-title match? But, but no, yes, that's a non-title match. But it, it says a lot about the the matchup. But what I'm saying is, if you look at the remember, who was talking Super Bowl for the Bills? After the Tampa Bay game. I mean, they were on the border of not making the playoffs. That's when... Uh, yeah, that was the narrative. Exactly. That they all look the how ma- far the, this, this that's, team... That's when I thought you suckered me into a Bill's uh, futures odds bet. I, I did. Yeah, you because did. they were 7-5 and five and were like, they got to just, just run the table just to get to their preseason expectations. RJ got me to take 8-1 to one when literally the day before I could have had 11-1. to one And then they... Yeah. But you, you're well, you got eight, well, you got eight to one. I got eight to one. And now they're five to one. It, it took a lot to even get it. It took a lot. Trust <laughs> me. All right. So these are the bills since they're by. All right. And it, that was in week seven. They beat Miami when Miami was in the middle of a losing streak. They beat or they got beat by Jacksonville. Oof. They got or they beat the Jets. They got crushed by the Colts. 41-15. At home, right? No, at Indy. Oh, that was it? It was at Indy. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, no, actually, no, it was Buffalo was at home. Oh, geez, man, I'm wrong. I still corrected. Um, They beat New Orleans, which was a nice win. Now, remember, New Orleans had, I don't remember the scenario. All their linemen were injured. Yeah, but okay. Then it was the win game. So, so far, the New England or the New Orleans game is the only one that's even halfway impressive, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. They get beat by Tampa. By the way, that New Orleans game was Trevor Simeon, so it's only. Oh, that's uh, a good point. It's only partially impressive. I think less than partially. Okay. And there was no Camara in that game either. They lose to Tampa Bay. They lose to Tampa Bay. Carolina, they win. They beat New England. Impressive, but now we're saying, is that apples to apples? Atlanta, the Jets. If you take out the New England game, we're talking about from week seven. They don't have a, 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 an impressive game. Not a single one. And the Saints being one you could say is, and let's put that as the exception. Trevor Simeon. So what, I, so what I'm saying is that, yeah, they're here. Yeah, there's a sense that they're as good as they – I mean, where's your power rating with them compared to the high point of the year? Compared I th- to the start of the season. I have them at their highest point. Okay, and – I'm wondering, does that is that applicable to if they were playing the Pats again? I accept it, hmm. but against Kansas City, is that the case? Open you, question. You know, it's a great point because it's because of these wins against the Patriots. They got a point bump up bump with the first Patriot win, and I gave them a point bump bump up for the playoff win against the Patriots. So maybe I've overreacted. I think everyone has, or mm-hmm. if I'm right, 
And you know what? I could be right about the perception and the truth. There's some truth that's that's there that God or whatever deity, if there is one, can see that we will never see. We don't know who was better, the Rams or the Steelers in the, the Super Bowl 14. We just know Pittsburgh won by 11, won their fourth Super Bowl, and they covered. 12. 12 what? 12 points, 31-19, right? Was it? Was that right? I think yeah, they were spread like was 10 half. I think the spread was like 11 and a half in it some places. Well, yeah, if you were so getting that's screwed why I by remember. your brain. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And they were losing entering the fourth quarter, down by four. I think they won by 11, actually. I think it was 17-19, and they won 31-19. 31-19 is correct. They were down, and they had to score the last 14 points of the game. They were down two entering the fourth. And let me think. The last touchdown was about a 56-yarder to Starworth. <laughs> Take a gander at that. Over the shoulder. Oh, great catch. 73-yarder to Stallworth 73? to take the lead. Mm. Wasn't mean, the last touchdown, second to last. Longest touchdown, touchdown catches, prop bet. And then the, oh, real quick, the NFL Films guy, I can still remember it in the Super Bowl when he goes, and it proved the adage, great teams aren't always great, but they're great when they have to be. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead, AJ. I was saying, I mean, you're right about Buffalo's late season schedule. Kansas City, could you make sort of the same argument? I mean, they, they, I know they beat Dallas. Do they have any other impressive wins? Because they started three and four, they finished nine and one. So it, that that when they were three and four, it was like, uh oh, are the wheels falling off? And they seem to have righted the ship. Well, they beat the Steelers. You know, the two times they smashed Vegas, well, that's for, looking more impressive, don't you think? Yeah, but I think it's a mat. I think that cover three that, that the Raiders run just is. Yeah, the defense played well too, though, right? Against the Raiders. Mm, you know? Yeah. The uh, Chargers is a nice win. You that was a road the- win at the Chargers. You're right. Yeah. yeah, the Chargers were peaking at the time. People yep. were talking about them as a dark horse. And, and if you think about it, and the Green Bay obviously decided, but if you look at it from week nine on, Green Bay now without, without Rodgers. Rogers, Las Vegas Raiders, Dallas, Denver, Raiders, Chargers, Steelers, Cincy, Denver. I mean, the funny thing is, every I, I all bet, playoff contenders. I mean, yeah, you look yeah, you're at right. this. You look at this. They didn't have any like killer games, but they didn't have any easy games. And we got yeah, no call, cupcakes there. Yeah, so I, I think winning out in the NFL against they that, did play Drew Locke at the end of the year. Uh, you know, the field was really <laughs> oh, stop. That field. Was the, you go back and watch that game. That that that, that was like eight inches tall grass. <laughs> okay, so here's let me kind of. Uh, throw some theories out that I want you guys to help me either agree with or who knows. One is we talked about the Bills in general, but let's look at Kansas City and the offenses they've played. I think the, the Kansas City offense, you can make the case, has figured out how to handle that shell, not fully, but I don't think it's near the problem that it was. And if you look at Mahomes... And this was a stat I, I was actually indisposed when I did this stats, Dave, if you know what I'm saying. Like Archie Bunker. Do some of my best work there. Exactly. And here's what I came up with, because I had a few minutes. I didn't have all the roughage that maybe I should have. Is if you start with his second year when he became the starter with Mahomes. What's the mark on that page? A chocolate. <laughs> Hershey Kiss. Yeah. Um, you know, Mackenzie, that wasn't that funny. 
And the funny thing is, if you didn't have to like jam the mic and like laugh so loud, it almost hurt my ears. My line would have been so freaking funny if you would have just chuckled, <laughs> and I would have said, I would have said Hershey's Kiss, or said, that would have been great. I think McKenzie was trying to help me out. He was trying to give me a bump, like as juice, they call it. It's like juice and uh, like sitcoms with a laugh track. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the worst. Uh, yeah, I know. How great would that have been? God darn it. <laughs> I, I was so, you see how deadpan I was, too? Yeah, McKenzie doesn't even understand that kind of comedy. He would have been eating popcorn. <laughs> what? What did he say? All right. Anyway. I probably laughed extra because I didn't get it for a second. <laughs> yeah, that's when you talk less, but when you don't. <laughs> oh, Mackenzie. Okay, so in the 47 games after he started a quarter or became the starter, in nine of them, he had a passer rating, Fez Mahomes, below 90. So 90, let's call that a threshold. There were nine games, and... um. Pizzola, Rob Pizzola was talking about this on uh, one of those parts. Yeah, I can't remember. And um, he wasn't talking about these numbers, but he, he was using the threshold of the passer rating and, and the 90. Sure. But then I, you know, he was talking about this year, but I went back and nine out of 47 games, he had under 90. That went to week three of this year. So the first two weeks of this year count. In the next 10 games, he had 7 of 10 below 90. Wow. So 9 of 47, 7 of 10. So he became Jared Goff for 10 games. And since he's been averaging, he's, 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 his passer rate, and again, we know that's an imperfect stat, is probably higher than his career average. So in the last, uh, I think it's 7 games, is, it, yeah, we figured 7. Um, it's been higher. So to me, there was something going on. Uh, there was something going on with Mahomes, but it feels like it was at least partially, if not fully, corrected. Yeah, and I think what was going on is for he's always been unconventional, Impatient. obviously. Throw, yeah, exactly. So he'd force the ball down the field to the cheetah and the like, and much more so. I think he's um, accepted the fact that defenses give what the defenses give you in terms of the play calling. Like there, there was one play in particular. This was this, this was just beautiful. I don't think I've ever seen this before. There's a touchdown on the goal line this past week where Mahomes he takes the snap and he's got some you know rushers coming up around him, and he, it's not just a shovel pass because it might get batted. He goes down to his knee and he underhands it to the back for a touchdown. It was just. Beautiful. So he's being. Was, un- was it fourth down? It was not fourth down. But Maybe. it was. It, I mean, so he does unconventional stuff, but he stopped doing these really, really high risk plays that are risking big time turnovers. If you look at the turnover worthy plays, though, he's still having a lot of them. And is that right? He's been lucky with not having as many turnover. So I think it's fair to say the Mahomes we saw up before this year. Maybe never comes back. Because he was kind of lucky, even or, even or in the prior league years. Was behind, the league didn't know what to do, and, they, and it looks like they figured it out. You know, it's a good point because basically I think on a lot of these plays, the league's like, well, no quarterback's going to throw back against his body, so I don't even have to cover this tight end. That's not a pass that any quarterback in the NFL attempts. Well, McCombs does, so the guy's wide open. 
But now the defense knows, hey, we're playing Kansas City. They look at the film. I got to be aware this could happen. RJ and I talked about this earlier, but I'll ask you, who has the quarterback advantage in this game? Now, that's an excellent question. It's not clear. I think I would actually lean to Buffalo because of the legs of Josh Allen. So Josh Allen's uh, supposed let's to— Let's define the question, though. Mm. Are we saying who's going to—if there was a way to quantify, and let's say we just use QBR, I'm not sure that's right, but let's say we did, who's going to have a higher grade in this game? I would most certainly say Mahomes. Oh, I wouldn't. Okay. What I would say is who has had the better of the last two years? I think it's unequivocally. I, I would make the case that if you look at Allen against Mahomes last year, as we used to say in finance school, citrus paribus in a vacuum, it would be um, Allen last year. The QBRs it, were basically identical. And it would be Allen this year. And clearly, Allen's been better this year. And I think he was clearly better last year, to be candid, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But it was close. So if one's a tie and one's a win, that means for two solid seasons, Josh Allen's been better. The reason I think this game, it, Mahomes has risen his level in the playoffs. This is one game. the pat, And it's against a foe you're familiar with. And doesn't it feel like if Mahomes gets down 12, Kansas City yeah. can still win? But it, do, do you see Buffalo coming back from down 20 to 6? Buffalo, I don't. Buffalo wasn't in the game last year. There was no real point that they were competitive last was that, year. Was that line three last year? The, the, yeah. the playoff game? Mm-hmm. I mean, they were up nine nothing. They, they, I mean, that was like Steelers being up. They, they even that was like something they shrugged off, like it didn't matter. And they did close three point favorites, correct, Fez? Yeah. So, I mean, to me, Mahomes. There's no point that Mahomes could win that he won't think he can win. Where Josh Allen, if they get down, it's very possible. It's like here it goes again. Yeah. But like you said, you know, once you've once you've shot a man, you carry yourself with a little different confidence. They shot the Patriots mm -hmm. in this analogy. They haven't done it. That's why I think this, you know, this would be a hell of a win. And I think it's a flawed Kansas City team. But what I'm saying is if you just look at QBR for his career versus the playoffs and do that, McKenzie, and do the same thing for Mahomes, even with the Super Bowl, with that, you know, real bad offensive line, I'm betting Mahomes is above or at least at the same. Mm. And, and, and you know Josh Allen against Houston. You remember that game. That bad. That was his first playoff game. But the the game against the Colts last year. It was the same kind of thing? No, he was fantastic in that game. Oh, what? The game that they won as a seven-point favor by three? He was fantastic? Josh Allen was fantastic in that game. Oh, I don't know. I, I remember, like, the – I remember you almost gave the ball away at the end of the game. It was going to be just like the Houston yeah, game. Yeah, I, I don't I, – I, 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 Buffalo being bad across the board. But remember, A.J. thought the, the Bills played a good game when the Steelers beat. Okay, he his QBR that game was 80.7, 324 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, 54 yards rushing, and another touchdown That's on the ground. Impressive. That's a great number. How How, how is it that they – oh. All right, don't look. Don't look, Steve. Oh. Super Bowl – Winner from DraftKings, NFC, AFC. So what do you think it is? I think mm -hmm. that the NFC should be minus one. Jesus, all, all that production and you think they should be minus one? Yeah, My, minus one. I'll go one and a half. <laughs> NFC minus one and a half. Uh, they got a money line. It's NFC minus 115, AFC minus 105. 
<laughs> All right. You'd like the AFC there, huh? He's got an interesting point, and I like the Titans. Meaning, I, I listen. If the Bills beat Kansas City and Tennessee wins, you give me plus three. I'm taking the Titans Sunday night, just because I think emotionally they couldn't. I mean, it, it will be a. It'll be like the. They'll have just shot two men. Yeah, it'll be like <laughs> Team US, and, they, and Henry's coming at him fresh. So I, there's something to winning games. There really is to me. I do think Tennessee matches up with Buffalo better than Kansas City does. I, like I, I think that Tennessee, especially with a healthy Derrick Henry, because that's the that's the weakness of Buffalo's I'm defense. I'm not sure what you're saying is you're saying that Kansas City has an advantage against Tennessee, but Buffalo. Uh, you're saying you would like Kansas City over Tennessee more than Buffalo. Than Buffalo over Tennessee, yeah. Well, but but Kansas City can't stop the run either. That's true. So let's look at Kansas City's defense. Because they were considered to be one of the worst defenses in memory at the beginning of the year, right? Right. You agree with that, Fed? Yeah, then the numbers are giving up six, almost they 60 yards up 29 to Cleveland, 36 to Baltimore, 30 to the Chargers, 30 to the Eagles, 38 to the Bills. They started 29, 36, 30, 30, 38. Are these like a woman's measurements? <laughs> <laughs> 39, 42, 56. <laughs> you could say she's got it all. You know that one? No. ACDC, whole mm. lot of Rosie. Oh no, whole I didn't lot know, of Rosie. I didn't. You don't know whole lot. Of I mean, Rosie. I know the song. I just I, I wasn't picturing it. Like when, you know, when you know they, what? I guess you're not hearing it in, in a, an ACDC tone. It was funny. ACDC was my first band when I was like 14 or 15. That was the first band you identified with. Yeah, everyone Zeppelin was grandfathered in, but amongst who was contemporaneous at the time. Yeah, I remember that moment, like thinking, like, oh, this is my band. Yeah, and I tell you this, to this day, you take Bon Scott's ACDC, and he actually left, or he died. Uh, he was like a big drinker. Mm-hmm. Back in Black was the first album without Bon Scott. So everything most people are familiar with came after. But Bon Scott was so, I think Brian Johnson was the other guy. Mm-hmm. Bon Scott is so much the better singer. You listen to like Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap, and I mean that's Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. Thanks, dude. I was gonna play it, but we don't need. (laughs) So anyway, the whole lot of Rosie. They've got a live version of it. That so Angus goes da 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 da, and then the crowd goes Angus Angus, and it goes da da, and then it goes and it starts out. It goes, I want to tell you a story about a woman I know. I haven't thought of this in twenty years. When it comes to loving, she steals the show. Ain't exactly pretty, ain't exactly small. 32, 49, 56. You can say she's got it all. That's, that's the first part. Now, how do I remember that? I don't know. Because I haven't thought of that in 20 years. My nine-year-old son, ACDC is like his go-to. Like he, because he got he, the T-shirt at Kmart. But he plays guitar, and he'll sit there and play ACDC riffs Ask all if day. he knows a whole lot of I, I'm sure do he does. Do they do the song yeah. Lovin', Livin', She's Just a Woman? No, that's Zeppelin. Oh, that's Zeppelin? <laughs> Never mind. Now, I think ACDC did Stairway to Heaven, though. I, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bring it back. Kansas City's defense started horribly. Who did they play at the end of the year well? So let's throw Dallas off for a second because there were uh, one and a half receivers. So one, Cooper was out. Cooper was out entering the game. And would they lose Lamb halfway through? Yep. Or? Mm. Okay. So let's accept that is what it was. It was a low-scoring game. Then Casey had to buy, entering then week 13 now. Denver, 
scores nine, but it's Denver, right? Raiders score nine, but it's the Raiders. And let's be candid, their offense, I mean, they've been a gutsy team, but the offense, after they lost their deep threat, hasn't been real good. Derek Carr's going to the Pro Bowl. Okay. Everybody so goes to the Pro Andy Bowl. Andy Dalton went to multiple. <laughs> Matt Schaub went to Pro Bowls. Chargers scored 28, so that wasn't any anything, you know, great. Then the Steelers, okay, maybe the worst offense in the league, since he puts up 34. And then Drew Locke again. So what I'm saying is they the defense looked good against bad or not good quarterbacks, but every time they played a good quarterback. Chargers. Chargers 28 and 34 against Burrow. Joe Burrow threw for 446 yards and four touchdowns in that game. Like, he had his way. So do we really – do we really feel optimistic about the KC defense? No, that's why the total's 55. First to 30 wins. All right, so... And we just saw Josh Allen carve up one of the best defenses in the league. I mean... But, but, but a defense is not ready for the modern game. I mean, that, that New England... Remember, Brady, there was weather in that game. There was weather in the Dallas game. And Dallas is Dallas on the road. I mean, he's gonna, they're going to get outcoached. I, I don't think I think New England. If you if you have a bad quarterback and it's kind of going back to 1990, is how the game's being played. Belichick's going to kill you. You get to the modern NFL, it's almost like Saban against. So you're saying like the win game because the yeah. modernness of the Bills' exactly. offense was taken away. Exactly. The Patriots were able to compete. Yeah, I mean, you look at New England; they were dumb. Yeah. That's a good. Yeah, I, really good. Uh, and. I mean, to me, if you look at New England against Miami, I mean, I'll just read the Miami 17, Jets 6, New Orleans 28, they blew them out, but whatever with them. Tampa, now that was a weather game. Houston puts up 22, that wasn't good. Dallas puts up 35, that wasn't good. Jets 13, Chargers 24, now that was pretty good. But again, out coaching the young whippersnapper that's going for it all the time. And then as you keep going here, Atlanta, shut out. Tennessee, old school, 13. Buffalo win game. Okay, bye. Colts put up 27. They're old school, too. They just were better at it. Buffalo, 33. Jacksonville, 10. Miami, 33. So would How you, good's that defense? Would you say that Kansas City in the same boat, then, the times that they've played what you would call a modern offense, you mentioned the Chargers, they gave up 30. The Bills, they gave up 38. Yeah, I just think the difference is with Kansas City, it's – the quality of the quarterback because they're, they they're not they're out of the not game. Slow. They're not. It's that New England's slow. They've chosen to be ready for a brute game. You can't have both. You can't be fast and strong at the NFL. You can be, but those are the all-time great. In general, you're one or the other, right? And New England's with high tower is not fast. Now you're talking about the the defense of Kansas City being vulnerable to good offense, but can we argue that Buffalo's gotten some cupcakes along their schedule as well in terms of um, how are they going to do without their their best corner that's been out and they really haven't been tested. They haven't been tested, tested. So since he's out for the season. Yeah, yep. White and you're absolutely right. So what game did White go out in? It was before the Tampa game, right? Yes. Okay. So no, I think it was. Uh, it may. I think it was after. They, I don't think they had him against, or I think they did have him against Tampa. No, they. I'm. I'm certain. They, okay. I'm almost certain they did. Can you look at that, McKenna? Oh, he got hurt in the in the Bills Pats game, didn't he? I, I yeah. think so. I think so. Yes, he was out by that time. Yeah. So against uh, against Brady, they give up 33. Carolina 14. New England 21. Atlanta 29. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Am I? No, that's you're talking. You're giving Buffalo scores. Yeah, we got a typo here. No, no, no. 
Let's think about it. So Atlanta. They won 29-15. Okay, so that actually got flipped. And so that is wrong. That yep. Okay, so um, gave a 15 against Atlanta. Obviously, the New England was 21. Caroline was 14. And then against the Jets was 10. So without White... They had so what we can say about these defenses are without White, Buffalo hasn't played a good quarterback and not given up a bunch of points when they did. Yes, not not yeah, and and really, they haven't played a good quarterback and not given up points. Period. Uh, like going back to the Kansas City game, but even worse without White. Yeah, so, and that's the current state. So we agree on all that. And then you flip it over. Kansas City's defense turned around. I'm doing quotes right now. But have they against bad teams? Yes. They don't know how to handle the blitz. Remember, Kansas City blitz, blitz, blitz most of the time. I don't know. This is it. I mean, the total tells us the D's aren't impressed. And, and I think the way to get at this game, I think this is going to be a shootout in, in both directions. And there's a lot of different ways you can go on props here. And I'm really, frankly, I'm not sure which is my, might no, not they, be the best one. All right, go ahead. So we're discussing now. So right. well, let's talk about game script. What's going to happen? You're going to get both offenses having the advantage against the defenses. Both offenses should be hyper aggressive. I could throw out five different props that I'm looking at. You could maybe play field goals under three and a half, because why are they going to be kicking field goals? Third down conversions over ten and a half. Fourth down conversions over a half. You have to lay like probably minus two thirty. Um, shortest. But doesn't it bother you that all this is on the square side? The, no, the, because the, it's the not Barney at the bar is gonna. Well, no, it is the square side. It might not be square, but it's the square side. Doesn't. You're right. It is the square side. It doesn't bother me at all. And here's why: these odds makers on a lot of these props have go-to numbers, like third down conversion. They deal ten and a half successful third down conversions. It's always ten and a half. That's the number, and they adjust the VIG somewhat. But they won't adjust the vigor. Do they enough. adjust? Do they adjust, or do they let the batting adjust it? They, they, both, both. Yeah, they tend to open it too, too low on the vig, and then it gets bet from like over minus one thirty to like over minus one sixty. I think what happens when teams play the Chiefs, particularly when they go to Arrowhead and play the Chiefs, is they feel like they want to control the clock and and keep Mahomes on the sideline, keep him cold. But Buffalo doesn't I don't think Buffalo I don't think Buffalo's gonna do that. I think they're going by out by the way, third time in a calendar year playing in Kansas City. How often does that happen? Mm-hmm. A non division. I mean never. Even in division it doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh well not in a calendar year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, this is the first time this calendar year. Oh, oh I, funny sorry, guy. In, in, a, in, <laughs> in last, 12 months. In 12 months. But no, I said in a calendar year, not this calendar year. Right. Oh, okay. Ah, gotcha. Mm. The, the way that I'm looking at it, and my, my play for this game, our, my derivative for our, our pod here is Buffalo plus a half point in the first quarter. Uh, Buffalo has been ultra aggressive early in games. The, the last four games, they've outscored their opponents 45 to 2. The Jets? And they're running tempo. They're running a faster tempo in the first half than they are for their game-wide average. 27.25 seconds in the first half. They're about one play every 29 seconds full game. Is that just because they're in the lead a lot of these games? In a, in a Milgan clock? Uh, that's possible. Possible. But, but over those four games, the Bills are second in the league in first quarter EPA per play, .410. And they're third in defensive first quarter EPA per play, minus .425. And the Chiefs, Four of not, four of Mahomes' nine playoff games, scoreless in the first quarter. Maybe I got to do one last thing for the industry. Fire me. This point four two five. The idea everyone does this. The idea that the EPA at the in the in the thousands 
matter. I blame Brad Powers. Why? Because he's the one that did the power ratings to the nearest, like, no. one hundredth of a decimal point. No, mm. no, no. I don't think. <laughs> no. <laughs> Though, I mean, yeah, that's problematic, too. But So would you prefer me point four three? No, everyone does it. Everyone does it. And no one even knows what it means. Meaning people know what EPA is. Some people expect the points added on that play. Now, how much is a point at? I don't even understand that. Like, what does it mean, right? I understand you kick a field goal, you get three. There's got to be – this EPA will never catch on, I promise. I don't think I've heard the word EPA on any national, um, you know, like like a network show. Have you? Just ours. No, no, not like radio. I'm saying like on TV oh. or like Sunday Night Football. You don't know what Drew Brees talking about. And there's a reason because once those stats of people – come from the analytics community, they'll embrace those like crazy because they think they're smart. Like, oh, this is, but no one understands it. And I know the thousands isn't a good idea. 0.45. Noted. <laughs> no, no, dude, everyone does it. it was- you know, AJ has a gem here. Let me make a case for why this is, and, and by the way, Mackenzie, did you get a chance to look at the, the latest bet online, first quarter line? Doing that right now? Okay. Um, so forget about the plus a half, all right? All right, so he's got a good number. But, but, but let's case. explain why this is such a good number. So, well, Kansas City is right now a two-point favorite. So make him a half-point favorite first quarter. That seems logical. Divide by four. But let's, let's just make it a money line, right? If we're going to set a money line, I think it, we would all agree pretty quickly. Yeah, Kansas City maybe minus 120, Buffalo plus 100. Can we all agree that sounds no, about right? God, no, No, how come? 120 seems – oh, you're saying it would – this is a big line. Yeah, yeah. So pick be minus one ten if it was even. That's right. Okay, I accept that. Okay, so think about this: if Buffalo should be even money, and now we're giving them plus a half, this is like a run line almost in baseball. That plus a half, I've always said, is worth about ninety cents in the first quarter. So that means if it should, if Buffalo should be even, plus a half should be minus one ninety. Well, minus two hundred in theory if you're laying one ten anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. So if the, if these were virtual pick'em teams, it should be it should be minus two hundred, and you're getting it. You, you, All right. So he got a good number, minus twenty, but the market right now is what forty, Mackenzie? Minus one thirty-five is most common. So what you're saying is there's almost sixty cents of value there. Yeah, you're getting this so cheap, and why? Are why, you getting, why? I think maybe because the total's fifty-five, and they're thinking, well, you know, there's going to be a whole lot of scoring, but the first quarter total is only going to be eleven. Mm-hmm. The is first. There- is there any value in a plus one minus 135? Obviously, there's some, but is that a significant? It's about the same. The plus a half and plus one are real close. Missed extra points, uh, yeah, seven six. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, seven six touchdown, two field goals. Really unusual. The over under and field goal is only going to be three and a quarter in this game. You know, with our play by play data, we could see that how often that happens easily, McKenzie. So I love this idea. I love this bet. And, and it doesn't seem like Kansas City's like, yeah, we get behind. It's no big deal in the playoffs. They, like, seem to save their very best plays for the second half. Anyways. Oh, God, all this talk of these secret plays. That, this is like the this is like coffees for the of coffees for closers. Well, Kansas City closes <laughs> in the fourth I, quarter. I mean, what I'm saying is it's the leads, <laughs> you know, whatever that got. But you agree that, I mean, Kansas City's typically been a slow-starting offense. I mean, we saw it in the Pittsburgh game. 
I don't think we can say anything about one game. Well, the Bills well, no, game last year. Well, they, no, they did. We did. We did the numbers last week, and they were they were plus seven in the first half and plus three in the second. Remember, half. they were plus seven in the first half when they were a big favorite. Yes, that's good. That's an excellent point. Yeah. Yeah. So that was one of our nice winners. Yeah, but if you asked me, do I want to lay? If someone said, "Hey, Fez, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you lay minus a half with Kansas City against me in the first quarter," I'd be cursing no, I, I them out. This, now, I, are you kidding me? Don't this, try to rip me off. Here's what I think, and this is something we should look at in the offseason. I think that there's a mechanical element to a lot of these derivatives. It's just put it into a very simple macro in an Excel sheet, and it's going to spit them out. I put in the underlying numbers, and it spits out the, der- the derived numbers from it. Okay, now, I think that things like, okay, the key number in the first half is 17, 20, 21, let's say, with a lower total, and lo and behold, half of the number falls at uh, 16 and a half, or I guess a little bit over. Let's say it falls exactly at 21 and a half. Now, all of a sudden, the under, because now 22, 23, you know, you've got some dead numbers up there. There's going to be these natural weak spots as you crack. It's almost like you're cracking the cookie in half. And there's a few. Yeah. Uh, why ever play under 43 when you can play under 21 and a half first half? And it feels like that right. a, a good computer program could one go back in time we got the data now to say how true the half point and all this stuff is market's already getting sharper on that because now you used to see a 43 and like the first half would be 21 half 22 and now a lot of times it's 21 so the market's sharpened up on this but is that the open or is that the case the a close, day later the close that's what i'm saying is yeah. to me whatever sharpness there is it seems like it comes almost all from the batters i agree and if, you, if you're taking this seriously and you're playing this stuff at the open, I'm not sure how much is sharpened up. You know, meaning the books are saying even for us to take the time to contemplate it, it's cheaper for us to take a couple of bets at these limits and just let it rearrange itself that way. Yeah, because what are the limits on a first quarter bet early in the week? Small. And Small. don't let's not forget, there's the famous story where Chris put up the wrong halftime total in a game and it was off by... Oh, I can't remember. One team maybe was favored and it shouldn't have been. It was like a 30-point difference. Yeah, it was a Duquesne college basketball game. We're doing, remember, we're doing it over at Lotus, the That show? happened, but I think it's happened again recently. It just happened a couple of weeks ago, the WNBA okay. All-Star game. They opened one, Chris opened 250. They didn't get the format right. Everyone copied it. It closed below 200. But not only did they copy it, they kept it up and it was bet down and down and down, at least the cases I'm talking about, for like a day and a half. Exactly. So yeah. no one knew that they had a number that was off, not by a point or two, but was off by like 30. No, not until Except like, the betters knew and they kept yeah, betting it down. That's right. So it goes to show you, these books have a model is either the, the market is going to tell us, especially if it's Chris willing to do all the work to open up the number, it's going to tell us generally where to be and we'll make our money because any money to make outside of that is too expensive because you're going to have to hire guys like you and how expensive is that to try to do what and not even necessarily do it successfully because over the course, the guys at the C-suites don't want that. They just rather have a nice flat you know, play at the market. Yeah, and maybe they hire me. Now they got to pay me a big fat salary. And then guess what? I give them 10 recommendations to shade the numbers. So they shade their numbers. Let's say every total is 150, the first 10 college basketball games. Just to be clear, you haven't done this for a long time. You went down for what, four months uh, with Henry at Pinnacle? What year was that? This was like 2005, and I was down there two months, two months. Yeah, and I actually dealt like arena football. And I couldn't name a player. So I would I relied on my players. You know, we did the best we could. We opened up really low limits, you know, and then 
we would let the betters, their sharpest betters, we'd rate them as A's. And if a sharp better laid five on a game, boom, we'd go eight. We just move three points, you know, take a five hundred dollar bet. Then he bets bet. it back. And then he bets. Yeah, that one, one of the guys called up and he says, "I want to let you know that you're moving too much. I can just play back and lock in, you know, a very profitable middle." And you know what we told him? Go ahead. Great. Go <laughs> ahead. Well, I'll tell you this. I'll make a little prediction about the future. For, uh, Billy Walters allegedly figured this out like jujitsu where he takes the other person's strength and makes it a weakness. So the books 15 years ago started this idea of letting the market dictate. So Billy figured, okay, I can have a la- an oversized impact on the market by betting this amount here at these books with these people that are faces. So he would bet a game at one and a half, get a college football game, get it up to three, and then on Monday morning, and again, it was very sophisticated, would bet it back for 10 times as much. So not only does he have the middle, but he has a majority of his betting action at the number that he could have never gotten otherwise. It was like, If he wouldn't have pumped it up himself. Yeah, exactly. It was like he was literally buying like 30, 40 cents of value, and he was doing it at a net win because of the middle. And the books didn't know what to do. It's like, well, how are we supposed to know what the number's supposed to be? Which is absurd, right? It's their job. (laughs) Well, is it? Well, it's the the line maker's job, isn't it? Well, but who's the line maker? Ken White? I mean, it's not 30 years ago. There is no lines maker. Let me give an example. This morning, 6.30 a.m., I'm on a conference call. I'm betting college basketball. So my buddy Dollymon is on the call, all right? And Dollymon— Was was he in um, the first— Oh, God, I had a funny joke. Clerks. Was he in the first Clerks? <laughs> I, 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 so Dolly Mon is betting the Army game because there's a rogue number at Chris, and he's betting plus 10. All right? So I'm going to take the plus 10. So he bets somebody liked it. He bets the, the plus 10. I look at the screen. It goes to 11. All right? I'm like opposite of what, what he bet. Yeah. And, and, and I immediately said to him, he's kind of groggy. He's been playing poker all night. I said, are you sure you bet the right? Are you sure you bet the right side? Are you sure you didn't lay it? And he looks down, and he says, ah, starts cursing. So he's laid 10. So he's bet, he likes plus 10. He's, he's bet $1,000 the wrong side of a game at Circa, big book. Boom. Circa goes to 11, and four other books in the next 20 seconds move based upon the Circa moving the wrong direction. Uh, well, it didn't move. The, the Circa moved on the face of the batter that they have a history on. They have right. a profile, and he made a mistake. But now imagine someone with the genius ability, and he was a G or is – a genius. I don't know what he's doing allegedly now that he's been, you know, he did receive a um, pardon, by the way. Oh, that's. Yeah. President Trump pardoned him on the way out the door. So, uh, so in a way, he did, I don't even know what that means. It's almost like you didn't. I don't know how the pardon works. You know, Jimmy the Greek spent like 20 years. He got a bookmaking charge on him. Hmm. Like I think in the late 50s, he spent like the last 25 years of his life trying to get that expunged. He was so worried about it. Hmm. I do not understand that at all. I mean, I've never was a bookmaker. I've never got a charge like that, but I, I don't think I'd care. It's weird. Anyway, all these gamblers that are so worried about like 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 Barry Greenstein uh, and, you know, he's like so self-loathing, at least it seems like in his books, <laughs> he, he does. He just It just seems like he, he feels like he was a failure. Now, I guess now supposedly... Who was telling me that he went he went bust though, huh? That's the rumor. Allegedly? Yes, my poker pro player. And by the way, the, but now these guys have a history. This guy, when he was on a limited bankroll, 
Barry wouldn't buy him in to take a piece of him in the main event. And he was so offended that Barry didn't want any part of his you know, percentage in the main event. Maybe he's holding the grudge. Who knows? Well, but here's the thing. I never understood that that race horsing or whatever you want to call it is if the guy's broke, that means he's not he's not a good player, right? No, not What's necessarily. It, mean? it means he may not have good life management skills. Okay, or but he's then very that's young. another. But that's another problem, then, right? Whatever. Or he's very young. You know, you like. But if he's young, let him. Why would your bankroll be the one that he has to l- figure learn on? Well, if you're 21 and you're a great poker player, how are you going to afford going into the main event? If you're real it's, young, have, get a job, <laughs> or just get a backer. If you're real, yeah, yeah. Good. If someone's dumb, I mean, what I'm saying is, I don't understand. No, no, I, I understand why the, the losers want, and I'm not saying the, the guys who are not profitable. I can understand I agree why they want the, back on I'm the forty-year-olds, but the, the early twenty-year-old guys that are great players, they just haven't had time to accumulate a, a role. I, I mean, I think it's it's perfectly normal. Holy cow, dude! Online, I mean, I never played in these games, but online. When like Durr and stuff came up, and it's just even more competitive now. A guy that was g- good enough, like is, I think it is Durr, right? You can't even play to get twenty-one legally in the well, U.S. Yeah, and come on, many, and, and you can't bet a pinnacle either, right? I mean, come. I mean, I'm not saying you. I'm saying yeah. in general. Yeah. Is you? How many of these kids you think that that are the superstars of poker today? Wait till they were twenty-one to drink and then play cards. They drink. Yeah, exactly. But again, I want to. I want an answer to this question is how is it that if there's a person that's a now I totally understand if it's if it's Stewie Unger and it's one tournament and you're going to be like watching him and make, bringing him home at night so he doesn't you know start smoking crack or whatever there's a scenario that this guy is better than the game or the tournament and back him. But how many scenarios are that? Oh, are they? Well, I just, I go back to rounders. You know, you look at the main characters. You know, would you back Worm in the main event? No. How about Matt Damon? Well, yeah. He, I mean, he, he went to MIT. I think I'd Oh, back. wait, that's a different matter. I think if, if I knew I was going to get paid, I think I'd back Worm. Re- well, only if he could deal. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> If he's dealing seconds, as they say, <laughs> he's got the mechanics grip. Caught a hanger, Sarge. <laughs> uh, all right. So <laughs> you don't have a good answer, do you? No. I, I'm hearing why the kids want the money. I get that. I, I, I just think that a lot of kids get really good at poker between between 20. It's like a chess player that suddenly goes from that becomes a grandmaster. He hasn't won any big tournaments. He's 20. He's 21, 22. He's, he just got really good. He's yeah, going to have a period of time where he hasn't had time to accumulate a bankroll. You need 100,000 bankroll to do a 10,000 Hold on a buy-in. second, though. Your buddy, who is unnamed here, is like 45 years old, isn't he? Yeah, now he's got the bankroll. Okay, but now what I'm he's saying gonna, is, he's gonna, how long ago was it? How old was he when he got rebuffed? Mid-30s. So yeah. you think that's an example? He, in the 15 years, he wasn't able to get a bankroll? I'll have to ask him. I got a piece of advice. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. <laughs> It's it's so funny that he goes, well, what are they going to do? <laughs> it's like even like getting a job isn't even a thought to these people. That's a good point. <laughs> All right. So, AJ, you've got your bet locked in. Yep. What's the current? We want to grade it at the current market. McKinsey, what did you say, 135? 35. Yes, that is consensus. And I fully endorse this bet. Buffalo first quarter plus a half lay a dollar 35. Okay, let's make this official. We got a new little thing here. So give us the pick that's going in the official, and we'll go from there. The Buffalo Bills plus a half point first quarter 
lay 135. It's official. Locked in. Anything on this game for you, Steve? I'm meaning any picks. Yes. I've got four prop bets I consider. I'm going to take what I believe is the best of the four. And this is going to be your one in the third catch-all bucket. That's correct. Okay. So for, the, I, for all games. That's right. Go so ahead. strong lean, field goals under 3.5, minus 150. Strong lean, third down conversions over 10.5, minus 160. Strong lean, fourth down conversion, yes, minus 210. But the prop that I like the best, shortest touchdown, under one and a half. Oh, my God, no. You got so many things to do. That is a mechanical play. Why? I mean, throw that out there for fun, but that can't be your best one. That's one they play in the Super Bowl mechanically every year. Well, the reason I really like this is not just that the total is 55, but I love the fact Kansas City so oh, often hold, is hold throwing. On hold on a second. So you're going over or under? I'm going under one and a half, shortest so you, touchdown. So you're saying there will be a one-yard touchdown? Or a zero. Yes. Or zero. Okay. And you're saying because there's more reps at it because there's more scoring. And Kansas City is my kind of team to get a one-yard touchdown because they're always throwing in the red zone into the end zone. So they're a team that gets more pass interference calls in the end zone as well. Plus, they're going to go for it more. Both teams are going to go for it more. Won't be any Not kick and on, field goals. on the one, but also on the nine. That's Mike, a great point. Yeah. yeah, so it's fourth and three on the nine or fourth and two on the nine. They go for it. Then they keep matriculating in. They get to the one. They score. So uh, let's be clear on this, and if you want to make it official, is one over under is really effectively what you're saying is the bet's under one and a half, but it's saying they're yes on the short touchdown effect. Yes, there will be a short touchdown minus 150. Yes. Right, and what are the – you're saying there's things about this game that are different. How are the odds different than a typical game? The typical game is dealt at under one and a half minus about a dollar minus 130. Is so you're paying a 20-cent premium for your advantages. Yes. And you think it's worth it. Absolutely. All right, let's make it official. Next game. The Tampa Bay Bucks minus three against the L.A. Rams. 48 and a half is the total. Tom Brady's old. That's still not. Bez. I've come full circle in this game. Initially, I got to tell you, I was like in Tampa. And the more I'm thinking about this game, you know what? You listen to Straight Out of Vegas. I listen to Straight Out of Vegas. And, you know, I think that the Rams defense could really get after TB here. I'm thinking back to the Saints game where they got bageled. They only got zero points. What happened? Zero? Only zero. <laughs> they did not get. They did not get a one yard. They only touchdown. got what they were given before and, the game. Uh, they well, didn't lose any. Well, that's that's the game that everybody got injured for Brady. Well, since then, Tampa Bay has had a pretty easy schedule. All right. So the absences of Fournette, the absences of Godwin and AB have really not been felt as much as they would have been had it been a harder schedule. I feel. And now we're facing a Rams team that suddenly has a matchup edge with. Um, um, what's his name? Turfs? What's Tristan Wirfs. Wirfs. Tristan Wirfs. Thank you. Uh, being injured. And you know what? He, he went, he got injured and he went back in the game. I don't know if you saw that. He was fell down again. He, he barely could maintain his own weight. And they said, get him the heck out of there. I can't believe that he's going to be close to 100% if well, he plays. Well, but, but, you, I mean, some people think you have your MD, but you don't. Fair enough. I mean, what, Mackenzie, what's the official status right now? He did not practice on Wednesday, so that's a bad sign for him playing. Uh, is he is he um, doubtful or questionable? They don't have to release that till closer to the game. Mm. 
So it seems questionable. Okay, but when when do they release it for these games? Because it's not going to be like game day, right? There is an injury report, but you're saying it's not. There's no official injury report yet. Correct. All right. So do some. Just in the next five minutes, do some reading on Twitter. Let's see what the beat writers are saying. I'm on it. Yep. But the theory is, uh, I almost said Sam Donald is uh, Aaron Donald. PFF again making him the defensive player of the year. Uh, his stats are just as good, great, just as good as ever. He started a little slower this year. Now they got Vaughn Miller. The theory is, and Brady against the Blitz is strong, but if you can, the Giants put pressure on him, especially up the middle when without blitzing. With this pass rush and with the injuries, it feels like the perfect storm. Exactly right. I, and even going back to the Super Bowl, with the Rams lost to TB, 13-3, to they had no problem holding Tom Brady in check in that Super Bowl. And I could see, easily see the same thing playing out, where they absolutely get, get after Brady and contain him. And if, he, if, if Tampa only, only gets to 20, I mean, the Rams should be able to get to 20 as well. And they're getting a three-point head start. I like the Rams. Okay, so... You think this is analogous to the Saints game? Yes. And how many points did Brady have in that game? Zero. Zero point zero. Just zero. J- just zero. That's all they scored. Now, one caveat, this would never be a really big bet because I don't like the fact that the NFL made the Rams play a Monday night football playoff game. So short week, and then they got to travel all the way across the country. That is a big negative. Well, remember now, to have that Monday night game – they wanted it to be where whoever won it wouldn't di- it wouldn't affect who was going to play where. They wanted the matchup set, hmm. right? Because they wanted to promote them over the weekend, and they wanted the teams to have a chance to Saturday teams to get ready. So there wasn't a lot of choice. It had to be that uh, what was it the six was it the six three or whatever it hmm. was. It had to be. Oh, I guess it would be the was it the four five. It was the six three because okay. t- Tampa's the two. Okay, whatever the scenario was, their game, they knew they were going on the road. Yeah, and they knew it. There was no scenario that well, they knew they were going to Tampa. Tampa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think the only two they could have done was New England, Buffalo, the way it goes, or this one. So you know, someone had to do it because those billions don't come in the coffers by themselves. Shocker that um, Tampa Bay and Brady, the big ratings darling, are the beneficiary of this, though. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's one. They're playing on Sunday, right? Yeah. Okay. And listen, it is interesting this is the early game because usually in the playoffs, or at least sometimes you're playing night games, Brady's history at night since he's come to Tampa is bad, bad. They're at one and seven, right? That's right. Isn't that interesting how the early game, the day game, is in Tampa where it's usually warmer than in Kansas City, but no, we're going to have the night game in Kansas City. Well, it kind of makes sense. The Bills. That's changed. the feature game. That's the feature. Right. That's Zappler. Yeah. That's Zappler. This is Aerosmith. Following? Yes. All right. <laughs> or ACDC. Or ACDC. All right. So let's let's get prem, uh, the premise from Fezzik. The premise is that the type of defensive scheme, the skill set of the Rams is something that Brady and the Bucks are susceptible to. Brady has been throughout his career. Now, a lot of people say no one's good when you can get pressure without blitzing up the middle. Fine. But that's the one way Brady looks you know, human, how much of a fact would you have felt this if the line was adjusted commensurately with Godwin being out or in, let's say there was an A, and then AB being out or in, if they had all three 
of the big receivers, not just one, not counting Gronk. Oh, yeah. Is, and let's say the line, you know, how much is A.B. and Godwin worth? I mean, I think it was an accumulated effect. I think they're probably worth maybe two and a half points. Oh, that much. But let's say two even. If the line moves commensurately, would you still like the Rams matchup here? Or does this have to do with the absences? I know the absences are a negative, but the, the that, that's a great point. A I, I think I'd rather take the three now than take five and have and, and have all those two guys in Fournette playing. Because but, they can counteract counteract the up the middle pressure? Yeah, yes. Okay. One thing about Brady that doesn't get discussed a ton, I've said it uh, twice maybe now, is last year in New England, he got a lot of heat for not throwing to the young receivers mm. that, that Edelman was getting a lot of his pack because he didn't trust them. They'd stop a route or they, they do something that, you know, not 20 years of, or not 20, but years of time together. Right. And that's what he's got left now. And let's be candid. You got Ramsey that in theory can defend. So take out Evans. And now what's left? You got Gronk. Gronk and, and, around. and remember, Gronk foolishly chased that bonus incentive. So instead of a fully rested Gronk, which we usually get at the end of the year, we got a Gronk that played week 18 and played last week. So how much was it, a million? I think, yeah, yeah. So, well, I don't think it was foolish for him. No. <laughs> <laughs> he said foolishly chased. But, I mean, listen, Gronk's going to pay 50. Uh, he's going to pay um, Arians punching players and stuff. Apparently, you got fined fifty thousand. You know that's that's age discrimination. If he was forty and in shape, he'd get fined like five hundred thousand. Bernie Frado would have been two hundred. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, in between. I'm not, none of this sparring with Bernie idea. That's a bad idea. Yeah, it, it's, it's a bad of, idea. It's one of the great moments in history. Is Bernie's name comes up, and him and Fez are good friends. You know, buddies. You know, uh, 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 what would you call it? Uh, colleagues, you know, just have lunch now and again. Once a month, yeah. 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 And sometimes you don't stand them up even. You show up. And I always, I know I stood them up once. I know. But, I, but, but I'm like, Bernie, look. And I say, no, I we said, don't need to do that. I always pay, Bernie. I could stand you up once. Oh, that, that's, it's always money with this guy. Some some people, not saying <laughs> just that. There's others. RJ, I made pay. What? <laughs> After winning a con- second in yeah, contest. That is, yeah. And it was like a $7. No, you made me pay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, you got the big pie. <laughs> the I, pie I, I didn't lunch. even eat an entree. I got Two a piece of pie. pie. for lunch. Bad one out. <laughs> <laughs> the rattler. Okay, so. Also, when you were talking about. Uh, no, but I want to finish this Bernie story real quick. Oh. Because it's so good. So, Maddie Holt's here. Fez is here. And somehow, and Bernie at the t- this was maybe a year ago, two years ago. Bernie had just finished like training as a boxer. Now he, I think at the time he was, I don't know, early sixties, but you know he didn't look like a kid, but he looked like a guy that could you know maybe box. And somehow Bernie's name came up, and Fez, who never talks about fights or anything, he says, "I'd take Bernie like that," and I almost fucking chipped my tooth. I was like, "What?" I got I, I, my head. Went, and he goes, and he looks at me like he could tell. I thought it was so crazy. He started having second thoughts, and you hear Maddie go, "What are you talking?" And like, the next week, Bernie comes around the corner just to say hi to us. You know, he'll stop by now and again. He, he but he's down like he's going in the boxing ring, 
and like he's like Oscar De La Hoya. Like he's got like some uh, somehow he's got a jacket that's up over his ears. He's got his. Uh, it looks like he's just been doing some cur- some rolls of his. Uh, what do you call that when you roll your shoulder? It's like shoulder. Shrugs. Yeah, shoulder shrugs. shrugs. Yeah. He looked like he just did like free weight four hundred with shrugs, and he looks like he was mad. Like he just got off the phone with his wife and she was bothering him. And he comes in. He's got a growl on his face. And Matt and I both turn and you see. It looks like. And we both say, because you're crazy. Like, at the same time, we scream, you're crazy. <laughs> and he goes, you know, you might be right. That's what he ended up saying. <laughs> I, I, I changed sides on that. <laughs> yes. I mean, Bernie just, I mean. Take Fratto. Play it. Uh, <laughs> All right, continue. Uh, I was going to say, we were talking about the, only having the one weapon, one real weapon at wide receiver. Well, the, Scotty Mellon. He forgot about him. Got a catch. <laughs> Uh, the Rams are also very good fourth in DVOA against tight ends, so mm-hmm. they can they've got what it takes to limit Gronk. And technically, I mean, really, a team inherently that gets pressure with four is going to be good at limiting tight ends because they're going they're you're not going to give up the middle of the field. Um, I think that Brady not wanting to throw to the younger guys just that's his nature. It's the playoffs. Uh, I think this is a per- I think this is going to be like the. So my official best bet, the one side pick is the Rams. It's mine too. Hmm. Curious. Um, <laughs> and I, and I'll, I'll endorse it. I lean that way. But, but but just to be clear now, that's not your pick. It is not. I do like the parlay. You're just trying to piggyback. I am. I like. I like. Let me add a little value. I do like the parlay of dog to the under because I am not betting on Matthew Stafford to have a big game. I'm betting on the Rams defense. Mm. Mm. I don't know if I like that. First though. First though. Let's make this official because we, we don't want to blur the lines. You do this on the radio sometimes, AJ. Like, let it settle, and then let's make it official. RJ Bell. Rams plus three plus 100. Oh, wait. It's a little extra vague. And AJ two, right? AJ two. AJ Hoffman. Rams right, plus so three. Literally, that's our two picks. Now, here's the funny thing, Fez. We got a bet on straight out of Vegas who uh, who makes the Super Bowl? I got the Bucks. This was before I had my epiphany on this game. I still like it. Because, I mean, what do we think the line should be? We think it should be two and a half, right? Right. Right? So that, or maybe two. But yeah. at Pickham, you know, you got to take, you give me well, you the money. The, you got the home team. You got to take Tampa. Plus, here's the thing in the bet he didn't understand. It's not if you just who lasts longer. They got to make the Super Wait, Bowl. Wait, who's your bet? I've got Tampa. He's got Bills. Bills. He I, loves the Bills. No, I've got Rams. No, Rams. What? At the same at the same number. Oh, I've I, got, gave him, I gave him plus 110. Yeah. Why did he just take plus three if you like the Rams? He goaded me on the radio. <laughs> he, put me in a, he put me in a this position is... where I was going to look weak if I said no. This is what he does. So you know you, this. So now you look, yeah, I know this. And now you look <laughs> poor. <and> yes. <laughs> no. But, but he, and fact, then I keep going. Can you get me down on this? I'm sorry, Fez. I don't have any money at that. Again. Yes. That happen, like, That's like, you saying that a lot. No, the, the, at the freaking South Point, I was like, I was like, like when the Rams game went to three, I wanted to late three. And I said, there's I sent no out, messenger I, I sent out the, I, there's no, I'm not paying anybody to do this. They're doing it for me for a favor. For a friendship. Uh, and then they're like, sorry, no money at South Point. Yeah, I'm like, huh. Because I don't, you know, I, I send like all my best like context of the South Point. I want him to bet against the South Point. Listen, I don't hold any grudge. Listen, it's not it's not the job of the South Point to let you raid their coffers. 
Like, that's one thing you got to learn is what blackjack is now is what sports betting is going to be. Yeah, and I don't hold any grudges. And I'm you sending. Do, you do because. No, I'm sending do, all I'm my sorry. favorite people I got, in the play. I, I get them. it. I get it. But what you're saying is you don't hold a grudge yet because it's not widespread yet. This is the new normal. I told you, what, three years ago. All right, but I just read Chris Andrews' book, and okay. on page four of the book, it says, here at the South Point. Do you have any? Co- uh, we don't ban. We don't kick out winners. Is this a legal document? Page four. (laughs) But their rationale is I'm sure you did something nefarious that that, that wasn't about winning. It was about trying to game the system. You were trying to make a a game of chance something other. Right? I used my player's card. Okay, so you did it. So you thought you wouldn't get caught. I mean – I'm not saying they're right, but I'm saying that's their case, right? I don't even know the story, but I'm sure it is, right? And do you think they have a point? Maybe. 50-50. Not really. No. Okay. They accused me of doing something I didn't do. I don't like that. Now, that I accept. Now, was this an intention thing or the actual the facts of the case were literally if it was in court, they are accusing you of something that's untrue or are they try oh, to say your win. intention? I would win. Yeah, but I'm saying, are they misstating your intention or your actions? They th- said that You're I think a lot of time. Thinking they about said it. that I was sending people into bed against them, which was not true. Now, how would they know that? Yeah, Exactly. That's what they. That's what they. The funny one of their, thing is, one, know, of, one of their lieutenants told me that, and it infuriates me because it's not true. But maybe the lieutenant didn't know what they're talking about. Yeah. Well, now, 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 all my best customers, I still will recommend to bet against them. I, I got that. He holds a grudge. Like, I mean, like <laughs> Italians. I was talking to Mary about this. Where I grew up, literally, when someone would die, there'd be a list of people that weren't allowed to go to the funeral. Mm. Like they were like, I don't want that person around my funeral. They're, they hold a grudge after. You have a list? I don't because okay. they're dead. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, you know, so it's a moot point. Fair enough. But, but, but that's a grudge. Fez has his own kind of waspy grudge. I, I, I don't quite understand it. The wasps don't usually act this way. You know, um. <laughs> In, in Million Dollar Blackjack, Kenny Houston, uh-huh. he once said the Westford Ho kicked Who him Who died out. in, like, Jim Morrison in, in, in uh, yeah. Paris. Irrelevant. Oh, well, oh, relevant Israel, yeah. I can yeah, see that. Why would you say irrelevant? Yeah, you're right. It's it very... was mysterious death. So the Westford Ho has a $200 max bet, and they kicked him out, and he was so angry about it. He, say, he says, all right, gather around, everyone. Here's the book on the Westford Ho. Get the, get the free coupon book. Get the double down. Double down, and you cannot lose. Save it for when you double down. Oh, and if you hit 22, you cannot lose. The coupon, he says, Double down on 11. Save it until you get an ace on a double down. Use it then. It maximizes the value. It's time to pound the hoe. He was vindictive. Or he liked wordplay, perhaps. Pound the hoe? That's what he it's said. Time. Westward hoe. <laughs> you get pound the you, you following, AJ? I got it. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was a, that would have been, if I was in a writer's room, that'd be the only time it was ever said. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the team total, Tampa Bay under 25 and a half? Here's what I'm going to say. On a related note. Get used to it. This is the way it is, dude. They don't have any interest in making They want to make it. They want to. I will say this. If you want to stay in good graces, all the old kind of game in the system stuff, that's what they're afraid of because they want to start pushing the limits. That, not the limits, but they want the bounds of what they let people do because they want the squares that feel like it's the run of the place. Hmm. 
right? Yeah. So like if they have a little tiny correlation in, in, in some uh, parlay card, they don't want you to kill it. Yep. Right? And I mean, you know, I hear them. I see their side of the argument. I mean, because what if you played blackjack unfettered, and you're not like one of the greatest blackjack players, but you're, a, how much could you make in a year if you were, if there was no restrictions from the house, and you have a you played forty hours a week? Is that what you would play if this were what you were doing? I mean, you can't play eighty hours a week, right? Three hundred thousand a year. So, like, at your win rate, you could make over a quarter mil oh, yeah. if you were unmolested. Yeah, if I could spread five to 500. Yeah, just, like anyone else can, yeah. right? Yeah, just sit or behind anyone a, that's not that's not on, you know, the, the whatever list. The sit watch behind, list. Sit behind a double deck and then, and then you know, bet big. And then AJ's at my table, true story. And he's like, oh, you're betting big. Why, why are you betting big right now? Are, are I'm there trying lots, to learn. Are there lots of big cards left? Yeah, you told the whole table, including the dealer. <laughs> you said we're playing one hand. <laughs> So how much do you make now? Well, like ten thousand a year. So the distance from ten thousand to three hundred is they restrict winners. Yeah, I play twenty minutes and I leave. Twenty minutes rule. So and I and never. I'm sure you're getting a, a comp drink. You're getting something at the the next time you're there. You'll go to the cafe and get some. Discount. Get the bakery to go. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Get so twenty. You, get the twenty dollar comp for the twenty minutes of play. Sure. All right, so the point I'm making is this is where sports betting is going other than the liquid markets. No doubt. Yeah. I, I mean, in, so and once they get real money like they are now, I mean, DraftKings is worth, what is it, $20 billion or $40 billion? I mean, the, the, it's like as much as Facebook was the day after their IPO yeah. and, or more. You don't think they're going to get some real PhDs in there and, and start to be able to model and, and profile every bet you it, make? It, it already happened in the past like three weeks, they've gone from being extremely liberal to everyone. Are we talking in? Yeah, but now everything, everything, everything. I'm saying even in game that you think you got camouflage with soon enough, they're going to be able to look and if they were, I I mean, I don't, I care because of you, but I mean, they should be looking at the winners and tracking every play for long enough to know what you're doing and reverse engineer that and have that be what's helping them make the line itself. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But that's going to have a short run itself too. I agree. If they did that. I agree. But this is what we can say about Fez. He's kind of gone the whole cycle. He was demonized when he came in to pregame. Systematically scapegoated and demonized. Then he had a nice run. He was the affable Fez who didn't care as much about 20 parlay cards and, you know. And now he's back to the 20 parlay cards and he's back to being demonized. <laughs> I think I see a trend. Full circle. Hey, McKenzie's on board. McKenzie, how many days? No, he's not on oh, board. Oh, he's on board. McKenzie, you ready for the Super Bowl? We party every year, Fizz. There you go. And you'll come to me with a request, and I'll probably agree, as long as I get 35%. Piece of the action. Exactly. Yeah. Last year we did well. Bet the NFL sides with me. And Plus. I tell you this. Plus three. I'm going to do something next year. And I, just five seconds here. I really think I'm ready to – I think one year on the pro, – I think the derivatives I can make – we can do really well. But what we got to do is we got to have people move in legally that 
are on. We should know when. I mean, when someone tells me, like, serious batters will be like, yeah, I, I didn't know they released that, uh, you know, the half, you know, first half lines on a Wednesday. It's like, this should be, like, this is the job. There's one know person when, that's to, on that. To, 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 to know when the openers come. When the openers come out, I have agree. the marching orders. I agree. We got to consolidate this thing. I agree. I'm ready. Because I tell you, this year, I mean, just what we did with the KC game yeah, yeah, last week. I mean, I know the Steelers got to flu. I mean, when you win a bet by six and a half points, even with the seven and a half, and I get it, you could say, well, there's, but when there's a pick, a return touchdown the other way and you still win? Yeah. You got, I mean, you know, this stuff isn't and you, looked and you at. And destroyed the CLV, the closing line value, even even uh, even not getting the minus seven. You know, the minus sevens were disappearing by the time we did it, but they were they opened seven everywhere. Yeah. And it closed day, right? Closed seven and a half. Seven and a half. Oh, but then I you, bet eight. Okay, so Brady, to me, it feels like this is a situation where we look at it in hindsight and we're going to say, well, of course they weren't able to win because, one, the Rams have a good scheme against them. The Rams, even with the different DCs, have done well against Brady. If you go back to the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. they I mean, they lost the game, but they didn't give up many points. And then last year... The, the, it was what a Thursday night game. They're, they beat him with Jared Goff. Yeah, so like we got the scheme here has, has has been figured out that it works. Remember, it's a, I mean, I don't want to say it's the same thing, but it's very. I mean, I think it's fair to say it's similar to what Fangio, when you know what they were still running with the Bears last year. You know, still kind of the echoes of Fangio mm -hmm. there. Remember the Bears beat him in, in prime time. Yeah. You know, so mm -hmm. it, it feels like in general, this is a bad matchup for Brady. He's got his favorite, most of his receivers out. The one receiver has a, a strong defender against him. Brady hates new receivers. I want to look at the Rams in like uh, alternative lines because Brady, he starts throwing a few pick sixes or not a few, a few interceptions. It could go south fast. I just picture him on the sideline in that Saints game when they were losing nine to nothing or whatever, and he's throwing his Microsoft Surface. Which I like that he cares that much. Too. Sure. Well, yeah. the very the very first ones to play the money line. Yeah, that's the first derivative along the bo the board. But I will say this: if it is close, yeah. I I, so what I'm saying, I'd is, rather lay six and a half, frankly. Yeah, exactly. There's with the right payoff, right? Yeah. There's scenarios that that, that I don't want to be against Brady late. And I also think the following, we'll talk about this in other games, all the going for two, all the fourth down stuff, it seems like it really hurts three, but it really helps one and two. I agree. So in general, whatever one and two is worth, I think it's worth more than it was five years ago. No doubt. Right? I think a big part of that is the three is spilling into the one and two. Games. Because of the, yeah. yeah. So in general, it feels almost like a perfect storm against Brady. And, and the analogy, last thing I'll say, the analogy I gave on um, straight out of Vegas was Brady doesn't look his age. But there's people at different ages that don't. Let's say 60. They got a toupee maybe. They got a little plastic surgery done. They got a little makeup on. Um, whatever, whatever. Then there's a windstorm. The toupee comes off water the face the makeup runs and all of a sudden like three little changes they look like they're age plus five years and it's a shot brady is older than any quarterback in the history of the earth has functioned well if you look at the number of yards thrown for brady halfway through last season had more yards 43 and older 
than all the rest of the world combined through the history of the world. Yeah. So and as many wins. I think there was three wins by 43-year-olds. I'm just going by memory here. He's done that another year. He threw for the most yards of his career this year. Yeah, it's just incredible. But I'm telling you this, there's a lot of mirrors here because Brady's so smart that if it's a close game, that smartness is going to matter. If, if, if Rams get up 14 and he starts really having to throw from behind, I, I don't think – I don't know. I'm just saying I see this as a potential blowout. No one would think it, hmm. but I think it could happen. Interesting. Now, with your bet, AJ, if the Bucks do advance, I think they have a better chance of winning the championship game than the Rams would, and thus our bet is even sweeter for me. You don't think the Rams match up well with the Packers? No, I just think in general Brady is going to know how to. Oh, yeah, know. he's a winner. Yeah, I mean, Brady's. if there's anyone who knows how to get you to Super Bowl, sure. it's Brady. All right, what else on this game? Uh, he was saying that he's not betting on Stafford. We, we talked about Brady against teams that don't blitz and how he, he tends to struggle. Stafford, number one in EPA per drop back against the blitz, uh, do you have it to the hundred or the nope, thousand? Nope, nope. But the Bucks blitz on forty-one percent of dropbacks, highest in the league. So the heaviest blitzing team against the best blitz beater in football oh. this year. Uh, and I think Cam Akers being back and looking like he was a hundred percent gives yeah, them an added dimension. He, had, he 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 got as many carries as um, as Sonny Michelle. I don't know. So. I mean, I guess there's varied severities of these things. Yeah. But I'm, I mean, that's give, unbelievable. Give him credit. Yeah. yeah. So. Any uh, any other derivatives, totals, any note, anything of note there? I was Fred? thinking Tampa under 25 and a half for points. Tampa under 25 and a half. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess the question is, if you don't like Stafford, why don't you go under in the game then? I mean, if you're, if you're saying I don't want to bet, if you're saying you like Tampa under and you like Rams under, why not like under? Mm, I think I'm in, I'm in, because Stafford could throw a pick six, but that probably hurt. That hurts the Tampa Bay team total. Right. You know, so. Yeah, I don't have any great. I mean, to me, this feels like two possible games. One of them is it's close and Brady's Brady. And the other one could be, I mean, both feel like they go over to me in a weird mm. way. I don't think Brady just gets, I think Brady, that's a question. If he gets down 21, is he going to give up or is no. he going to start keep throwing? Atlanta and, Super Bowl. That's what I'm saying. He's never but, that, given up. but I mean, I don't think the under works. If anything, the first half maybe, because mm. maybe the Rams are extra um, conservative. Because I mean, you know, he doesn't want Stafford to have a traumatic experience right. early in the game. But we don't have anything else. Nope. That's it for official. That's it. Next game. Green Bay minus six hosting the San Francisco 49ers and cousin Kyle. So Grob- Garoppolo. How do you, how do you value his injury? Because we got the if he's healthy, current state, or Lord forbid Trey Lance has to come in. Right. So I think there's a less than a five percent. I'll come in. That's that's interesting. So or, or, or I meant replace. But. Yeah, but but I think so. Less than ten percent chance Trey Lance has to replace him. But that's a good point. That you know he, Jimmy G could get hurt during the game. It's not just one injury. Now of course it's two. He's got the wrist injury. He's got the shoulder injury now, and apparently that, so that injury happened in the first half. It didn't look nearly as effective in the second half as in the first half. I think it's starting to accumulate. I really have major concerns that Jimmy G is not going to be anywhere close to 100% in this game. So, you know, and you look at, there's a lot of question marks. Is Bosa going to play? Is Warner going to play? These are two of their best defenders for San Francisco. So I got one team that suddenly has all kinds of question marks on on. The injury report, 
and I got a Green Bay team that's getting healthier, that's um, likely getting back, you know, um, Zero Alexander, one of their best players. Um, Zadarius Smith may well be back. So And they got Bakhtiari is back. Is he part of the Smith brothers? He is. He's one of the two. They got uh, Bakhtiari back in week 18, and he looked he looked like himself. So they get their best lineman back. So you, so you add all this up, and I just wonder whether my, pow- my power ratings, I adjusted both teams. I wonder if I've adjusted enough. My power ratings have this three on a neutral. And then you add three. I think you add three for home field for Green Bay, certainly in the wintertime against a California team. And I get to six. But it sure feels like boy, this is so much for um, San Fran to have to overcome. And, and look at the spot for San Francisco. So they're on the road at L.A. They need to win for their playoff lives. They win. Then they go to Dallas. They win on the road again. Now they have to go to Green Bay. So third straight road game against really good teams. Sixth road game in eight weeks. There's a lot, you know, of, of, of negative check marks by uh, San Francisco. Fatigue, when you see fatigue like this, does it make you think the end of the game is a problem for that fatigue Ooh, team? I, I like that. I mean, yeah, but I could see it be, and it get, gets colder, you know, as, as they're playing this game. One other point for fatigue: bye weeks. Green Bay, obviously, bye week. Um, week 19, um, easy coast week, week 18, and the official by week, week 13. Very well-rested team. Mm. San Fran by week, week six. Been a long time since they had a bye week. And a short week because yep. they played on Sunday now to play on Saturday. Let me confirm if Fez is right. San Fran week six. <sighs> Pressure. This is nice, isn't it? Yes. I might make this available to the public. Maybe. Next year. We'll see. So all the check marks have me pointing towards Green Bay. So pointing, is this your pick? No. So you like something better than this. What's holding you back? What's holding me back is I could have had four and a half on this game, and every single thing I've said was readily available. So why didn't you play that then? Because of of the Kyle Shanahan obsession. I I, I think a cult maybe you could call it. I I dropped the ball. Should have given this out the second part. You were scared of Kyle Shanahan, right? Everyone um, thinks he's so such a genius. And, and I keep hearing people say that, you know, oh, Green Bay's overrated. and you know, and That was, was you talking. Yeah, that was me talking. Well, there's a lot to like about this Green Bay, what's, what's, what's going on here the past couple weeks with them getting stronger. What you got? I, I'm a little scared off by everything because of the injury stuff, but Green Bay, 28th against the run. And by the way, you didn't even mention the two key D linemen for San Fran, you know, uncertain. Yeah, for, no, he did uh, mention War- Warner and uh, Bosa. and Bosa. Yeah, Warner. I mentioned. It. I didn't even hear it. Yeah, he did. All right, so I probably mumbled it. Yeah, no, I'm just saying <laughs> is there's a lot of stuff at point against San Fran. Yeah, but Green Bay 28th against the run and 28th against tight ends. Those are bad numbers to have in a matchup against San Francisco. San Fran should be able to run effectively. They should be able to run effectively. They should be able to work George Kittle in effectively. Everyone remembers the playoff game, uh, the Super Bowl year for San Fran. That was utter domination. But in a way, that's why LaFleur came in, right, is to toughen this team up. Shanahan and Jimmy G together, 10-3 and against the spread as road dogs. That's a pretty good number, too. Is, is that right? Ten and three is pretty good. <laughs> Maybe the ten. You just say ten and three. Ten and three. <laughs> you know, uh, but also Aaron Rodgers at home is sixty nine, thirty seven, and four. That's also a pretty good number. You know, I do like the over <laughs> in this game. Over forty six and a half. This would be the one total that I like. Well, and, you got to pick a total. And this is it because I know it's going to be cold, cold weather, no wind. I'm fine with that. Um, and San Francisco does have a wait, ma- wait, wait, hold on a second. You like the over or the under? Over. 
Okay, so don't say you're fine with that because now you're being sarcastic. Like we got to. I mean, some people are learning this stuff. The wind is a key. I mean, explain it. Yeah. So the wind is more important than the cold temperature, and and if there was snow, there's not going to be snow. The even a 15 mile an hour wind goes ahead and lowers. Should lower the total by like two points, but. Um, just going below 32 two degrees on a very windless uh, day, it's not that significant. It depresses scoring only slightly, and the markets tend to overreact to those really cold games, thinking they're, they're much lower scoring. It didn't depress it at all for Buffalo. Well, hold on a second. You're saying things that don't seem right to me. So going under 32 versus whatever the other thresholds are, under 20, under 15, under 10 – I think there's reasonable debate about under those low, low numbers do affect things, though not in the Bills game, but generally. But do you believe that, like, the difference between 38 and 30 with no other factors is any is any factor? The, the colder it is, the lower the scoring should be. But it's not as significant. It should be. It, like, is this something that, that you've seen studies on? I, I read a study, like, 10 years ago. Okay. I haven't got an updated study that basically said – it's, but but did they did they pull out the wind and the drip and all the no, other No, they just looked at the temperature. Yeah, so there's going to be a correlation but it's like saying when people wear winter coat coats it's colder. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, but it's the winter coat isn't causing it to be colder. <laughs> yes. Right? So when it's cold and it's winter time, chances are there's going to be some snow and some other you mm. know wind cuz you know. I you know, that's interesting. I don't it doesn't seem like on the most frigid days there's there that, that there's heavy winds. I, I don't think that that's I'm no meteorologist. But, but 30, I'm not sure. Thirty degrees isn't the most frigid days. Like yeah, but like Bay, zero. Average, I think yeah. I think it's windier on a thirty degree day than a zero degree day. Does the molecules stop vibrating. No, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't so, know. So what we're saying here is you like the over over. And what's the rationale? Is, is Aaron Rodgers going to get his? Aaron Rodgers is definitely going to get his. And I think that the San Fran and the San Francisco matchup edge is on offense that they should be able to run the ball effectively against the Green Bay defense. Okay. And usually running leads to clock being drained. Why isn't that the case here? Well, that's the case in every San Francisco game. So it is the case. 47 is is not a high number. I mean, the Relative average this year is like a little under 46, right? Right. You got Aaron Rodgers, the supposed MVP, a defense that I think you can really call into question. Sure. And, and that defense really has been vulnerable to like giving up lots of points in the second half, you know, and, and how many games have we seen Green Bay, you know, just give up two touchdowns in the fourth quarter backdoor scores. And if Warner and Bosa are out or limited, this only helps your, your play. So make it official. Give it's the exact pick. It's official. So I'm going to go San Fran Green Bay over 47, some 46 is in that. Have that. It's official. You know, my final thought on this game, and you guys did a good job on it, uh, and Fez obviously has one of his main picks on on the total. But let's look at San Fran. This be 20 seconds. How tough this run has been, all right? And we're going to go back to the Seattle game, and that was week 13. In this time, these were the road games, the road games. At Seattle, okay, tough place to play in division, tough game, all right? At, at Cincy, all right? And by the way, they lost that Seattle game. At Cincy, they win by three, another high-pressure game. They only lost that Seattle game, by, well, they lost it by seven, so another tight game. Then Cincy, tight game. Then they have Atlanta at home, okay, but now back on the road, Tennessee, 
lose that game. Got Houston at home, back on the road for the Rams, on the road for Dallas, on the road for Green Bay. So literally in the last eight weeks, last two months, less than two months, at Seattle, at Cincinnati, at Tennessee, at Rams, at Dallas, at Green Bay. Five playoff teams and one of the best teams, power rating-wise, Seattle, uh, and if you add in their home field on top of it, to have to play. And it feels like there's and the, not every game was a must win, but they were in the, they, you know, just nipped into the playoffs. One more loss, they don't make it, right? So yep. they literally were playing at a level that if they lost one additional game, like juggling, if you let one fall, you're done. And All by the, the way, two come crashing. Two uh-huh. of those road games, Cincinnati and the Rams, overtime games. Now, that's a good one. If, if only I had a mark on here for that. But that was a good one. One day. All right. Now, McKenzie's interjecting. Oh, my God. Uh-oh. Best career road win percentages since the merger, including postseason. Patrick Mahomes, Jimmy Garoppolo, Joe Montana. Yeah, yeah. You realize that list invalidates <laughs> the premise. I'm not saying he's as good as those guys. No. <laughs> you... Uh, what give it you got one point to make what is the one point that you think we didn't get to that we should have as a 49ers 49ers should be happy to be on the road they're much better in every aspect i mentioned earlier in the season it's almost like he has to not do the nfl for five years now because you said that you think they have a better chance to win in green bay slightly i do so, Fez, you can't, you can't do NFL picks now, huh? Good run. <laughs> 70%, 70% on the season. I'll, le- I'll leave it at that. 70%? Is that, is that Jimmy G or you? I've been hot on my props. It's like 14 and 5 or you something. You know, McKenzie's like 14 and 1 on his three-star NBA, something like I'm exaggerating. We're not but... talking about the NBA. All right. I'm saying that. Um... What is it, McKenzie? 9 and 1 on NBA three-star plays. Thank you, Fez. That's, uh, that's more than 60%. You know the thing about McKenzie, when when I keep him regimented, like where he's scared to get out of line, he's he's tolerable. <laughs> but when he starts to feel any sense of freedom, any you know, like in, in in creative endeavors, you want a person to feel like they can like make a mistake. Sure. That's the worst thing for him. <laughs> you should have seen the text he sent me about Orion's belt and two of the three stars being obscured by fog and listed the names of them. And, and that had to do with one of his prop bets? I was worried about it, him. It, I, did I it have to do with lo- one of his prop bets, I, though? Yeah, I called the local I hospital. I actually like, like that. See if everything was okay. But I guess it just seems like he's he has all these – he puts off these qualities he doesn't even possess – in the negative, like he he acts smug, he acts like he like like that he should be at a country club, mm. where before he met me he was dealing dime bags. <laughs> That's true, right, Mackenzie? I mean, everyone's de- delta here and there. Yeah, you know, just enough, just for your own supply, right? You just, you didn't want to have to pay for it. Exactly, it's cheaper. No, you know, I he wasn't dealing dime bags, but you were hanging out with dealers. He was dealing one two is what he was dealing, and like and one of the first stories, no limit. One of the first stories he ever told us. One of the first stories he ever told us was how mad he was at the at the police because one time he was with a guy who was you know just a you know uh, what do you call that when you have a 
your criminal misdemeanor and then you have felony. Mm -hmm. He had a, you know, just a, some felonies on his racket for drug dealing. And he was dealing at the time, but McKenzie was just there working. I think he was preparing for a part. <laughs> um, like an actor, but but then somehow the rental cops or whatever at one of the complexes put him in like a zip tie, like behind his his arms behind his back, and left you there how long? Three hours. I mean, wow. you had to get a long massage after that, didn't you? <laughs> the cops were there for five minutes. When they showed up, we're like, "Can we search your car?" No. Okay. Well, free, why, free why, to go. Wouldn't, why wouldn't you let the authorities? I mean, there could have been Sha a Shaq terrorist bomb in there. Shaq, my my associate, had forgotten a. Um, I forgot what it was, but he had something in the car that he didn't want the cops to see for some reason. And it was your car? Yes. So you were hanging with someone that if things had just gone a little differently, you'd have a record. It's true. I mean, allegedly. No, no, no. You're telling us facts. <laughs> you know, statute of limitations be damned. So yeah. let me ask you, shouldn't you be get, baking me an apple pie every week and just a thank you? Or, you know, actually... Uh, a medley of pies, but just one a week. What do you, what do you think? It, it was a great opportunity, and it's just been more, more and <laughs> what, more. What, what do you think of that? Valuable, AJ. I don't want him baking a pie for me. No, but what do you think of that? The, the McKenzie, he went, goes to the Ivy Leagues. He's playing one-two in Vegas, barely keeping his head above. I think he was on SSI, <laughs> <laughs> and now he's a star. I mean, now he actually comes off like you want to punch him. I mean, in a way. In <laughs> now a he's a smug Ivy Leaguer. Yeah, who's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like anyone that has to defend a record, you know, like they they had like a, a seven-game streak or something. Ugh. I mean, you sh he should say, you know something? I think I got a lot of things figured out. But you know what I know? I got a lot of things I haven't got figured out yet. True. And, and the fact I even have this opportunity means come along with me. Because I think we're going to win. In fact, I know we're going to win if you can live long enough or if I don't <laughs> go to jail. I mean, right or wrong, AJ? No, you're right. Like, you're more humble than he is. Uh, almost to, to your anger, I'm more humble than he is. Yeah, but yours is, a, is, is just some kind of, like, mental problem. Uh, like, well, like, yeah. The truth is the truth, right? If you want to act like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, if someone, like, how tall are you? I'm 6'3". And if you said, oh, I don't know, I could be six foot. Yeah, I'm a little over six foot. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that it's not, there's no, nothing redeeming about lying. Right. Right? So I just like the truth. Now, if you want to err towards being humble, I think that's, a, I, that's redeeming in ways. But to not admit, which is right, that you right in front of your face doesn't have any point to it. Okay, any closing thoughts, Mackenzie? Learning every day. I'm a lotto, an albino, a mosquito. My I don't know why that still makes me laugh. <laughs> What, what, did I cut them off? Yeah, like you just you hit that mute, and it's like, I mean, obviously, and then it's like a big band, like a late night band. It's just, it's the whole thing is funny. It's Paul Anka, baby, singing Nirvana. <laughs> you know that's Nirvana, right? I do know that. All right, if the lights out, it's less dangerous. A little tip for you, there you go. as your marriage life continues. You just had your 15th anniversary. Yep. We have a little AJ coming. No. <laughs> uh, that that problem's been taken care of long ago, friends. Uh, <laughs> for anyone afraid, no, it's all safe. That's right. We got, oh, we got a, a rare commercial. Yeah, right now for listening to this podcast. Maybe I should read it. You read it and I'll comment on it. Okay. Right now for listening to this podcast, you can save 20% on Wait, it. Wait, there's people that are going to hear this that aren't listening to the podcast? 
Tom wrote this copy. <laughs> uh, okay, but you you're not, I I don't have any control over. You're not obligated. Maybe you should say because as a thank you, but then it says anything, for listening to this podcast. Oh, for listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I hate that. Because now it's like somehow the, the podcast doesn't offer value on its own merit. Right now is a thank you for listening to this podcast and supporting but why would us. Th- they should be thanking us. Because we value our listeners and our audience. I do because, because they're smart enough to know that they are getting the better end of the deal. <laughs> yes. All right. I'm just saying. They can save 20% by getting the better end of the deal on any best bet package or subscription at pregame.com using so the. So 20% on anything. Yep. Wow. So they want Fezzik. 20%. It's not he's a even for my annual? 20%. What? He's a two-time Super Contest champion. He's in a you know in some ways in a different level. Who authorized this? I don't know. Tom it sounds like whoever that is. Tom. Probably put Katy Perry on also. Use coupon code POD20. That's Okay, so P O D the number 2, mm-hmm. the number 0. Okay. So, a couple of things. I think what you do is you do whatever business you're going to do. You add it to the cart, whatever. Then at the cart, they have a, a, a promo code, or we have a promo code area. You put pod 20. Now, how, does, is that good forever? No, it's for a limited time only. Okay. And, in fact, it says right now at pregame.com, you can get NFL playoffs access through the Super Bowl from any pregame pro, including Fezzik, for only $99. That means every NFL pick Fezzik releases through the Super Bowl. Now, Fez has an amazing run in the props. Unf- it includes Fezzik's props for the I Super Bowl. I will update that record next podcast. <laughs> All right. Yes. Make sure you use the coupon code POD20. Get NFL access through the Super Bowl from Fezzik for only $79 when you use the coupon. So if, you, if someone wasn't listening to the pod... And they bought McKenzie through the Super Bowl. It would cost them how much? $99. But if you listen to the pod and can remember pod 20 and you bought Fezzik through the Super Bowl, you'd get him for $79. So the two-time Super Contest champion for $20 <laughs> less. Than the guy who said, I think it's good that they're playing at Green Bay. Yeah, if you're not listening to the pod, then you're, the people that aren't hearing this fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I, that's what I've always so while, we're, we're arriving at the same conclusion. Yeah, while all the other dopes are paying $99 for NFL playoffs access, not you'll dope. pay 79 Not dopes. They are the, the less, less fortunate. No, 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 no. Less price sensitive. Less price talk. sensitive. And we don't judge. Use the code POD20. NFL playoffs access in soon. Go to pregame.com. Save 20% on any package using that coupon code POD20. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you? Thank you for allowing me this airtime. Okay. <laughs> now, a couple of things. I'm just going to say one thing, actually. Anyone that doesn't understand that they're gaining more from this podcast from me and AJ and Fez than we're gaining from you. <laughs> the, what people didn't see right there was he said for me, and then he pointed at me and almost didn't say my name. It was like an AJ and Fez. Like I mean, he, it's just a little profound. I felt like he regretted pointing at me as soon as he no, was like, "Shit, no, I no, guess no, I better no. say his name I'm, now that I, I pointed don't even at think him." Think about it. All joking aside, <laughs> I think of this as a team. And Fez and I, for sure, you're you know on the periphery at this point, but you're coming in. Thank you. I mean, yeah, we'll see. But <laughs> I do feel like that this is something we spend a lot of time on. Economically, this part doesn't make a lot of sense. We do well with it. We have amazing listenership. 
we don't even take the time to get outside ads, which is dumb. I should for next year. I just didn't even bother with it. because I. Just, we will for next year. Yeah, but I'm just saying is this year it doesn't even make economic sense. So, one, if you have any – if you're on the border, buy something, buy it for us. But even if you, if you don't want it, don't buy it. Like we never say buy picks if you don't want picks. Obviously, if you listen to Fez, you want his picks. You can get his best picks in one place there, pregame.com. But one other thing. If you're not going to buy anything, spread the freaking word. We've had a great run. we got one more game to go in the playoffs. We're gonna, the Super Bowl is going to be an extravaganza. Your props are amazing. You give, you're going to give like five of them out for free over the couple weeks leading to the game. Right here on the pods. Sure. So, yeah, that's what you typically do, right? Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, usually I'll have like... Ten, you know, up to ten. And, and, and I'm always. A, then always, you got a second tier of like higher I, volume ones. I gave you, out twenty five like additional plays that I said, "Here's what I bet." You mm-hmm. may have trouble finding it, but I'm just letting you know. Yeah. Here's everything that I. But bet. most people had some of the stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And that was just a bonus. For right. The, the, yeah. So I mean, listen, there's a lot, of, and you give props on a lot of these playoff games. I mean, not as many, but absolutely. Yeah. So to me. If you want to buy, it's there. You can get it for seventy nine. Mackenzie, I don't know, right? I'll let you decide. Had Josh Allen over last week. Rush yards. Okay, okay, enough bragging. Now, <laughs> you had the over in the game too for that one, right? That's why what is, I just why said. Why his voice change when he's talking <laughs> you said about? said you had Josh Allen. Oh, yeah, and the over. If I, there's nothing worse than Mackenzie thinking he's getting over on someone. Yes. I was trying to give you a compliment. Yes, you could have done that. You could have. Yeah, I had the game over, and I had Josh Allen rush yards over. Yes. So say goodbye to Mackenzie. His mic's going off. He's got, he's got a 10-minute off. Oh. Uh, yeah. S- say something now, Mackenzie. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know, he stopped texting me his three-star NBAs, and then he started winning every one of them. So he was texting them because – but he wasn't happy with the results initially, so he quit sending them to you. I, th- I think he must not be happy with the texts I'm sending him. I don't know. No, no, but was he, w- was he having a bad run? No. 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 So, so what he's saying is, though you sit at the center of a nexus of trading that they probably should write a book about one day, Mackenzie was allowed to enter into that nexus, and he won like three or four out of five NBA games, and he says, I feel as if this is in- inequitable, right. is what he said through his actions. It appears so. Yeah. Wow. Wow. You, you're on that thread, right? Yep. Yeah, you, you, have you seen 11 NBA plays from McKenzie? I haven't. No. No? Uh-huh. Hey, well, I'm on a separate thread where he sends them to me. Even worse. <laughs> is, that, is that true, AJ? No. Why do you keep thinking that? I just that, wanted oh. to make him feel bad, like he was really getting cut Gosh, out. tell me Bernie could kick my ass, and now this. I didn't well, tell you that. No, yeah, you said. No, nature told us. <laughs> Darwin told us that, first of all. Okay. Isn't it quiet all of a sudden now? It is. It is more relaxing. It is. I feel like we're at the beach. I, I mean, <laughs> this is. I mean, this is something here. I mean, this is something. Serenity now! Serenity now! <laughs> All right. But what's interesting is, if you want to get McKenzie's picks that even Fezzik can't get, ninety-nine maybe makes sense. Maybe you're selling cheap. <laughs> hmm? All right. I like it. But to close the main point. And I'm, I'm going to speak directly to the audience. You are getting the better end of this deal. Does anyone even debate that? Now, collectively, the audience as a collective delivers for me more than sufficiently, meaning I think it's a fair deal for both of us. I might be getting the better deal because to have 
you know, the six, I mean, really, it's, we've had podcasts that had over 900,000 listeners. Now that, those were the big biggies, but I mean, that is like, ugh. That, I feel affirmed. I feel like the work's worth it. it it's, it's really driven a lot of what we've done. So as a collective, the we, it's, it's, I'm getting the better deal. Mm. But the you, you are getting the better deal. Jack. What do you think, AJ? You know better than I do. What do you think? You think with your podcast, I think you're probably right. I think you're getting the better end of the deal <laughs> always. No. Like, what, what, what do you, how do you think about it? I think that the the information that you guys give out. Well, you give something. I, I think the information that you guys give out is incredibly valuable. So, and, and I, I enjoy sitting here and learning. Well, and, and you contribute, no doubt. But. But what are they, you know, each individual, that's why spreading the word is what they can do. That's what I ask of everyone. Tell your friend. If you like and it, subscribe. Your friend? Yeah, subscribe. Yeah. And, and and I made a, a friend from the podcast directly. Um, you remember Mike who came in uh, yeah, a couple so that, times. That doubled your friend. That, so it, 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 I tell you what, it was, it was an appreciable increase. Yeah. And uh, and I, I'm in contact with him. Now, is this the dude from uh, Napa? He's from Napa. Oh, because you figure you're going to get some kind of comp up that way. Well, he right? lives in Arizona now. Oh. So. oh. No, he was a nice, I mean, he's great guy. Yeah, really nice. And, you know, some all joking aside, there's probably been about 10 guys at different points of the, these many years now that just touched my heart with, you know, there was one fellow who... Uh, I mean, it was a sad story, but uh, he, I, I can't remember if he had cancer or if his wife did, but like someone close, mm -hmm. and he said the one time that he could get away and just stop thinking about it, he'd take long walks. And this was the case with Mike. This was yeah, but yes. what, a different situation, the, the medical stuff, but but the, the getting away from he, he, it. Well, he lost a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I remember that for sure. Yeah. I was just, I, it was a different situation, you know. But what I'm saying is, in both cases. It was uh, an escape and, and one that meant a lot to him. And, you know, that meant, all joking aside, that meant a lot to me. So, yeah. uh, and the fact that they felt, uh, they made the effort to express it, you know? So I agree 150%. Um, but really, you're talking about how much, again, how much value we're providing. Yeah, and, and you know, and there's, <laughs> and there's other, well, there's other sharps out there. There's a sharp named Will. And like literally, he'll say, you know, I'm not so sure about what you said. And at the two hour and seven minute mark, like, and I'm like, dude is on top of it. And I'm like, he's he's listened to all of it closely, taking notes. It's it's great. Well, I wish there was a couple of these pods out there that someone else did. <laughs> but it doesn't, you know. Listen, I think. Listen to me. PFF had some good pods. I question some of the gambling stuff, but a lot of it I I agree with. I also though just love that they're to me. And we'll move on. Who's thinking about things differently? And they are right sometimes. That's all I want. Someone that's thinking about things differently and they're right a material amount of the time. Because that means I'm not getting that. I don't get it. Why? You know, and just the whole EPA thing. It wasn't yeah. that long ago. I wasn't really using EPA for anything. And now I don't do the thousandth of a point, but I, I do consider that a lot. So... You know what I've noticed about EPA? The, just in the last six months, uh, even this season, first season, there's a lot of people doing their own adjustments for strength of schedule. And before, there just wasn't. Mm. And I think that's it. I don't, nothing's been agreed to consensus-wise by the, you know, 
you know, whoever the thought leader, you know, the intelligentsia, as you call it, the thought, yeah. And but, but I think that's going to happen, you know. And when it does, I think it it really helps. To close on this game, we actually have a little bit of a remote crossfire. Yes, Dave Esther, Diamond Dave against the Hitman. Diamond Dave against the Hitman. Sounds tough. Let's start with seniority. Diamond Dave, he has a pick on the first half of the Green Bay game. Let's listen. I love him at the Packers minus three for the first half. In fairness, there's some three and a halves out there. I think that's just fine. Uh, we saw last weekend and we see how every year experience matters in the playoffs. Uh, we saw the 49ers play an almost perfect game and still almost lose to Dallas. I mean, the Packers are not going to commit 14 penalties and certainly not seven pre-snap penalties. In fact, the Packers are the least penalized team in the NFL. And I've said it for years, penalties and turnovers are deal breakers. Packers are third in turnover margin. 49ers are in the negative column. Look, Rodgers isn't turning the ball over. In fact, of the only four picks he's thrown this season, only one's come in the second half. Packers are the third highest scoring first half team at home. In their last three games, 49ers averaging just over seven points in the first half. Packers have only trailed at home at the half twice, both to division opponents. The 49ers may or may not have Boza. They probably will, but if they don't, this line only goes up. Throw in the night game and the cold weather. And this, according to ESPN Stats and Info, 101 quarterbacks have started at least one game since 2014, which the temperature was 40 or below at kickoff. Jimmy Garoppolo is not among them, and he might not even play. Give me the Packers for the first half. So it is Green Bay minus three and a half. Now, at the time, Dave got a, a rogue number at three. These guys love the rogue numbers. But we graded three and a half, which is the market right now. What do you think of this, Fez, generally? Well, I generally agree with Mr. Essler because... But not not when the translucent one's on the other side. No, I can, I'll disagree with the translucent one. I, th- I think we talked about all the reasons you went through the schedule and how much San Francisco is up against it. And you did bring up the excellent point that, you know, all that fatigue might hit in the second half. And it's interesting, Dave's playing the first half. But across the board, if I had to play first half and I had to play game, I would go with Green Bay in this game. Now, remember, Green Bay hasn't been getting margin. Just it's been two years now. I, I think they feel so in control of these games. Rodgers isn't turning it over. They don't really feel like they need it. And oftentimes they lose the margin in the second half. So, so that's probably I'm sure that's what Dave's yeah. looking at. Mm. I think also to his first half bet, if this is a Trey Lance game. Well, that's very unlikely. Okay. Do you think it's likely? I, I think it's uh, then a it's twenty percent chance. Then it's gonna go nine if it's Trey Lance. You think there's a one in five chance Trey Lance starts? From what I read today, mm. it doesn't look good for Jimmy G. So why would but it it's be Wednesday? 20, why would it be a twenty percent chance then, if it doesn't look good? Would it be eighty? I will lay minus six hundred right now that Jimmy G starts against you. Where's the button? No, I think you should. That Trey Lance doesn't start because he could start like a, a wildcat instead of Trey Lance. Oh, and not even have Trey Lance be running on the wildcat. I'm just saying, I'm not saying for one play, I'm saying for the whole game. All I'm saying is if if Trey Lance does play, the first half is when he's going to be the most beatable. Like, before he settles in, first half of his first playoff game. If Trey Lance plays, the first half's a great bet, regardless. Why, now, why do you think so? Because the line will be nine, and the first half line sure. will be five and a half. But do you think that they're, the line's going to adjust? Do you think Trey Lance, do you agree with AJ that Trey Lance is, his 
chance of success, though small in any situation at this point, would you say that it's smaller in the first half? I hadn't thought about it. Yeah, because uh, I can look at it a couple ways. One way would be nerves, like he's saying, but the way I would look at it is they tend to solve guys. Like, they're going to know bef- well before the game, so they're going to scheme some stuff up. I think they run through the tricks, and then the trouble starts, mm. typically. But I don't know. There's two ways to look at it. All right, and speaking of that, the translucent one, the hitman. He had some name before that was, it looked like it was in French, maybe. But it, within it, almost like in Scrabble or um, Wheel of Fortune, I saw Hitman. They, they, they were, now, not all the letters, but a lot of them. And he became the Hitman. Works for me. He was a translucent one the day he was born. <laughs> My son spelled turnip, got a triple word score in Scrabble. <laughs> turnip? Turnip. How does it? Do, do he you, turned turn into turnip. Do you eat, do you <laughs> eat turnips? No. So how would he even know that word? He knows more words than I do. Yeah, but that seems like a weird one. I don't think I've said turnip. I hadn't used that word in a like, long time. Yeah. I don't know if I ever have. I mean, no. Here comes the hint, man. He has San Fran for the game. Best bet, 49ers plus to six. I have clear power rating value on San Fran, but what really intrigues me the most with them is the matchup specifically the 49ers offense against this Green Bay defense. Green Bay's run defense is ranked 28th in DVOA, 30th in success rate, and 30th in EPA. Green Bay was just laying 7 to Cleveland and was going to be laying 6.5 to Minnesota before Cousins got COVID. Yet we're saying that San Francisco is only marginally better than both these teams. I'm not buying it. San Francisco is a better defense, better weapons, better coach, and I don't believe Green Bay having the clearly better quarterback is enough to overcome that and cover this big of a number. Bet San Fran plus six, best bet. Little bit of disagreement there. I will say this. They both could win. This is the first time I've ever heard Fez disagree with the hitman on our pod. No, he didn't really disagree. He said in theory he could. Okay. <laughs> And he, so he's trying to show his independence. Okay. So he's bristling against it. All right. <laughs> Next game. The Cincinnati Bengals, three and a half points at the Tennessee Titans. So what picks are left to be done? I have to do my total. I've got my side. I have my total, and you have a derivative slash prop, your mm-hmm. third bucket pick. I'm not sure if I'm even going to have one. But let me start with my total here. I like the over. Over, Ooh. over, over. Um, for the game, and here's my thinking. I think that we don't have many Tennessee games where all three of the guys with the quarterback's healthy. Mm-hmm. We don't know if Henry's going to be healthy, but there's a real chance. We know A.J. Brown's going to be healthy. And we know Julio Jones, at least for eight minutes, will be healthy. And he was healthy last game, so that's a big positive. So... I also think that at some point winning matters and we can act like Tennessee having 17 games was in, in the, I mean, let's think about this. If someone said this team is going to have a, 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 a very difficult run, they are going to have a run of Buffalo in week six, Kansas city, Indianapolis, the Rams and the saints and go win, 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 win. 
And for the last two of them to not have their most important, or, you know, the rock of the team, King Henry, and I'm guessing, I can't remember, the receivers weren't there for all those games either. There were some games where they had neither. And then for the playoffs to have the number one seed and to have be the most healthy you've been the whole year. So you could say, here's a team that with major absences that would have shut down team. It would be, it's, oh, look at Baltimore, couldn't win a game. Look at the Saints. Yeah. They were, but, you know, quarterback, but again, I don't even know the drop off. From, Baltimore's probably a better example. Yeah. And, and though they had a lot of, you know, it, it's what I'm saying is this is what knocks teams out of the playoffs. They're still the number one seed. And, they have everyone back. And Fez thinks that they're an average team. I, it's like at some point, you got, I, I don't understand. Like, how do they win all those games and be average? Well, I have, they were, they were an average team because all these guys were hurt. Now that King Henry's probably going to get 20 snaps and their wide receivers. Well, how do you know back, how many he's going to get? The beat writers are kind of reporting okay. that that's their expectation. They could be wrong, but that's what they're, they're 20 reporting. 20 carries or 20 snaps? 20, I'm sorry, 20 uh, touches, 15 to 20 touches. Well, that's a lot. 15 to 20 touches. Um, but I'm on Tennessee in this game. I think the situation is just out. So this is your pick. This is my pick. And I hate laying three and a half. And again, we'll talk about you, you, you coined the phrase asymmetric risk, even though I think well, this, maybe with sports batting and maybe not, <laughs> right. even though I think it likely this line goes up to four, I've been a proponent. <laughs> I still am not going to lay the three and a half in my own betting right now because there's a chance we get three. There's always it, a chance. It did go up to four yesterday. Kind of right, up. right. So I'll wait. I'll probably there's probably no chance to get my three, but I'll wait and hope. And if if I have to lay four, I'll lay four later on in the week. But you know, as far as the situation spot, the Bengals, they finally win a playoff game. They had Icky Woods out there. He, 1991, their last playoff win. He was like uh, getting the crowd. Oh, no, Icky Woods. Continue. Yes. I hate Icky Woods. I uh, love, love Icky Woods. <laughs> Icky shuffle. And uh, the, uh, they were life and death against, against Las Vegas. Uh, they got outstatted in that game. Now, I know their win share was good, but on the very last drive, the Raiders came 10 yards short. And at that point, it was clear that these were two pretty equal teams on that day playing. So the Bengals' life and death, and now they got to wheel back the early game on Saturday, so the first game of the week for the Bengals, and they got a rested Tennessee team with that bye, which is huge. You no, Hold it. on. Since he just played the first – I mean, so when you say – they played the first game, right? Yes, yes. So they're playing pretty much a week later. They're getting a week. In and they had a, a quasi-bye the week before. Against Cleveland. Go yes. ahead. Okay. So maybe the, – but, but the week off for Tennessee is huge. You know that's especially with the team being being and hurt with good coaches. And look at and look at what happened to Cincinnati. That defense got decimated. So you've got defensive tackle. Help me out with this pronunciation. O, o, Ojunjabi. Ojunjabi. Yeah. Thank you. Come on, Fast. Uh, two more guys: Mike Daniels, Tapuo. I don't know. Daniels. Daniels. No, I'm just, it's it's what? Daniels. I I actually have it here, right? Guy nice anti toko umpo. Exactly. So I've got guy nice. So I've got <laughs> Bengals with cluster injuries on the defensive line. I got King Henry coming at them. Um, this was already going to be a huge challenge for the Bengals. Um, you know, Tennessee, when Henry was in the lineup, they're scoring 29 points per game. Good for your over, RJ. I just see Tennessee running all over these Bengals who don't have a good defense to begin with. And Burrow, I, he played very well last week. He's still a rookie quarterback. 
in his in his first road playoff game. I just, I'm checking all the boxes. Tennessee healthier. Bengals um, nowhere close to being 100% healthy. Bengals can lose this game by a zillion, and it's still a huge successful season for them. If Tennessee loses this game, it's a disaster. One more variable off of a bye. We always talk about Andy. I don't like that ending stuff. If anything, that pressure is is a negative. It was a disaster for Dallas to lose. So hmm. I think that kind of thing can matter if there's questionable motivation, but you know they're going to be motivated, right? I, I, I guess what I'm saying the Bengals were in a celebratory mood all week that long. I, more than that, people that went to that game said they've never felt uh, – and these are people that's gone to playoff games and a lot of play. They said this felt like one of the most frenzied, passionate atmospheres. It was dirty. Bo Jackson – yeah, got we hurt. Needed a, when, we needed a win. I'm not we. I'm no we with the Bengals. But what I'm saying is that I think there is a sense of hey, we've. I mean, they're going to try, but this is Tennessee with all of their powder, all of their energy, and this is now after. You know, let's be honest, making the playoffs, winning the division. They had a real chance not to make the playoffs. They come in in those last couple games, right? Anyone could have won. They won. Against Kansas City, they won against Baltimore. You lose those two games, you're out of the playoffs. When everybody got hurt, they could they could have easily turned into what the Ravens turned into. Because remember, the Ravens looked like they were going to coast into the playoffs, and then finally their injuries caught up with them, and they lost every game. The Titans just kept winning in spite of injuries. Yeah, so uh, Titans for sure, and I think Cincinnati, you know, as we circled the wagons, that, won the Kansas City game, yeah. made the playoffs, got that playoff win. I mean, what I'm saying is, this is a team that could have easily not been in the playoffs. Sure. And Tennessee is nothing like that. Tennessee is a team that, you know, is the number one seed. And Tennessee won a short, small sample size, but Vrabel off of a bye. We always talk about Andy mm-hmm, Reid. Mm-hmm. So Vrabel 4 0 straight up, 4 0 against the spread, 19 point against the spread margin off of a bye. And I'll tell you this, we can say it's small sample, but when it's one of the top 10, 7, 8 coaches in the league, and and what? And we all agree the Bengals coach is not one of the top 10. He's getting love. I think he's I think he's one of the bottom 10, if not bottom 5. Yeah. And the Tennessee defense has gotten better. Last 11 games, they've given up 17 and a half points per game, mm. 300 yards. So, I've I've got an offense that should be back with all its weapons, a defense that's improving. Bad spot for the Bengals. Hate the fact I'm laying three and a half now. Still, I'm on it for my best bet. Davis Mills threw for 303 touchdowns against the Titans. I, I could see Joe Burrow having some success against that defense. I, I'm i with RJ. My play on this game is the over. And that's an official play? That is an official play. Uh, I think Derrick Henry, however healthy he is, what he does is he opens up some play action for the Titans. And the Bengals... 31st in DVOA on first downs, which means the Titans should be in a lot of second and manageable. And that's what Ryan Tannehill thrives in. If 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 it's second and 10, Ryan Tannehill is a pumpkin. If it's second and five, Ryan Tannehill, you know, despite what my eye test has told me for years and years, Ryan Tannehill is a good quarterback. Uh, and the Bengals have consistently struggled early in games, 29th and first quarter DVOA. The Bengals have played behind in all but three games this season. So in all but three games, the Bengals have trailed at some point, which means positive game script for the Titans. So do we look at Tennessee in the first quarter? I w- the only thing that scares me about that is what will they like? What's their game plan going to be in the first quarter? Working Henry back in. Well, do you, how could it hurt them? 
You, I mean, if we think Henry's a net positive, if they emphasize him early, that's a good thing for the early bat. Yeah. If he's not a net positive, then he probably won't be focused on early. And if they feel like they're wearing him out, they pull him later. Yeah, that's probably a good way to look. You know, one bargain you can get sometimes. You needed a derivative. On props. Sometimes he's raced to certain amounts, raced to 10 points, raced to 15 points. You can get a nice bargain on teams that are the favorite because it's not unusual. Like on the money line the first quarter, they might be like minus 165. But you can get them win the race to 10, which is kind of a similar bet. And it might only be like minus 135 or minus 140. So a lot of times I look to that prop. All right, so 10 McKenzie, points, 15 points. Take a look at the what's out there, and we'll make a decision at the end. That would be on DraftKings, the race. Yeah, what, yeah, whatever. I mean, if it's only one place, I won't mm-hmm. make that the bet. But that's a recommendation. All right, my, I tell you, <clears throat> my throat just got tight for some. I don't know what's going on. Maybe all that talking. So, um, what else do we got? I'll let you guys. I'm, I'm here, but I'll let you guys take. The I, I like, I like the over, but the, you know, the side and, and frankly. Like you talk about, um, you know, in-game betting and 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 margins. I could see Tennessee winning this game by 24 points. It would not surprise me at all that if Tennessee boat raced Cincinnati in this game. Are you not afraid that Joe Burrow is that guy? Like I, I'm starting to get that feeling. And I was like probably lower than Joe Burrow on than anybody, and I'm starting to think like he might be a guy who's not going to let his team get their ass kicked. Like he, he, I think he's a legitimate franchise-changing guy. Yeah, I, I think you can do that. In the course of a season, you can't will yourself in. I mean, maybe there's spots where you believing helps, but, I mean, everyone gets blown out sometimes. You know, so, I mean, I, I agree. Burrow's really been a revelation, um, and his ability to process has been elite. But, listen, here's something McKenzie just flashed. Bengals, their net turnover EPA in the Raiders game was 8.1 points, so a little more than 8 points. Well, they only won by 7? They won by 7. So, you know, what I'm saying is that that Raiders game and the Raiders were off a short week. I mean, it's like Cincy, literally, if you look at the games and I and Mackenzie, you gave me something. I didn't see it. How much does Tennessee blitz? They're bottom five in the league. I'll pull it up now. Okay, so the thing I was preaching on last week, later in the week on SOV, et cetera, was Burrow against the blitz is the best quarterback in the NFL and by margin against the non-blitz. And I broke the teams down, and I just took the biggest blitzing teams, Steelers, Chiefs, Baltimore, three of the biggest blitzers in the league, right? Okay, against them, Burrow averaged like 40 points. You know, these are good teams, right, or relatively good teams. Against everyone else, his QBR was like 47. Interesting. So – to me, what causes me a little pause in this total but makes me like Tennessee more is I think with Burrow, it's an on-off. He's either against a, blitz, a blitzing team or he's mm-hmm. not, and, and he's going to do really well against those teams. So I, I, I like the Tennessee significantly in the first quarter. We'll get the exact number. I still like the over, but... Not quite. I was thinking this is the, the Raiders. He was depressed. Uh, his results because they don't blitz hardly at all. But if Tennessee's not, mm, I don't know. But I mean, at some point, Burrow's going to figure this out. But I don't want to be batting him along the way. Like, you know, you stake horse in someone as they're trying to figure out how to play in the main <laughs> event. Not, you know, not me. And you something. Want, you want to play Tennessee team total over 25? <sighs> mm, 
you mean instead of the first quarter? I like the exposure early. I think first road game. I think they might be. A, I think Tennessee's going to come out like a laser. So Tennessee's minus one fifty on the money line in the first quarter. Over under of that quarter is nine. You want to bet Tennessee first to ten? That's minus one sixty. Oh, so what? It's higher to lay. They'll be first to ten. So they, because it's it's a longer period of time. It's probably not going to resolve itself until midway through the second quarter. Mm-hmm. And that's why that's that's good, Mackenzie. You, you saw that that nine was the key there. Yeah, I like I like the first. And plus, I'd rather not lay the half. Right, low scoring. If I push, I push. Yeah, I don't. You know, the one thing like in, in terms of betting advice that I'm, I always tell everyone when you're betting quarters live or pre-flop, never lay a half. It's it, literally it's that simple. You, it's just you're getting you're getting the much better deal. You know, paying the extra vig with the money line. And if you don't like the bookies and you're betting legally, they actually have to pay tax on refunded bets. So fuck them. Yeah. What is it? What is it? Is it point two percent? I think it's point two five. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah, they banned you, Fez. It's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, closing thoughts. Something to back up the Tennessee side, the home field advantage, Titans significantly better on the road they've got or at home they've got home wins over kc buffalo san francisco and new orleans so unlike san francisco yeah the Bengals. better at home the Bengals on the road significantly worse their best road win is pittsburgh they lost road games against the browns the jets and the bears this season so significant home road splits for both teams all right let's, lines up with tennessee good stuff let's make it official Me, RJ, has over the 47 as my side, and the Titans in the first quarter, minus one and a half dollars. That's my prop or my derivative. And to bring it all back home, my actual pick on games, a surprise, the Rams, plus three. I found an out, uh, uh, outlaw line. I'm getting plus 110 on that. I'm kind of like AJ, but what do you got, bud? No, minus whatever, 115. <laughs> uh, so to go to go to kind of bring it all back together, Fez side pick Tennessee minus three and a half. Well, we'll let Fez do his, and you do yours. Oh, okay. Uh, I've got the L.A. Rams plus three, Cincinnati Tennessee over forty seven, and Buffalo plus a half point in the first quarter minus one thirty five. Side Tennessee minus three and a half total. San Fran Green Bay over forty seven. Prop bet Buffalo Kansas City. Shortest touchdown, under one and a half. Okay, I'm going to let you two spend 30 seconds, 90 seconds, figuring out what our consensus picks are going to be. I'm going to let my contribution speak for itself and start to put my jacket on. Okay. I think on the side, we had, well, we, you know, we concurred on Tennessee and we concurred on the Rams. That's a close call. Which one would be our consensus? Veto. Oh, no, never <laughs> This, this, what I'm going to say right now will probably sound super square to you guys, but I would rather be on the plus three than have to lay an extra hook with Tennessee. I'm fine with that. Okay. Let's go Rams plus three. South Point, you don't have to pay extra vig. I recommend you bet the Rams <laughs> at the good folks at the South Point. And then uh, RJ and I both had Cincy Tennessee over. He seemed like maybe the blitzing thing. He what? <laughs> maybe he wasn't as crazy about it by the end. So what do you prefer, the Cincy Tennessee over or San Francisco Green Bay I'm over, both here. at 47? I'm still here. You know, there's both of you on the same play. We're going to go Cincy Tennessee over. Tennessee is going to score a whole bunch of points against the Bengals' depleted defense. 
And then our three derivatives or slash props, shortest touchdown, Buffalo, Kansas City, under one and a half is what, minus 140? Call minus 150. Be conservative. Okay. Buffalo plus a half point in the first quarter, minus 135, or Tennessee in the first quarter, minus 150. What's the best value? I like your Buffalo plus a half. The odds makers are not adjusting enough. They're giving us that half way too cheaply. Okay. All right. I got my jacket on, but we got to make sure the picks are right. And plus, I got this cool sound effect. So, and let's listen, nothing's final yet. So, I'm going to propose maybe on that total. I don't know. I I I really I will say this. I really like AJ's first quarter. Like you said, it's a, the, it's a fundamental mistake. So I think that one for sure. Okay, right? so that's the prop. Buffalo plus a half in the first quarter. Now we got two people on the same game, right? But you and I are both on LA Rams plus three. Yeah, so that seems like obviously, right? Yep. Now I think we move away from the one that we agree with, just because I don't feel it as much now. The over. Uh, so what, what do we think? What's our alternative? San Fran, Green Bay over 47. And, and you, would you vote for that? That's I mean, my that's best bet. Yeah. All my right. total. Best bet total. You think? That's it. All right. So we got our double up. Rams plus three. We got you where you found a good little weakness with the bookies. Buffalo plus a half point in the first quarter. And we got Fez who won the super contest twice. Had nothing to do with total. San Francisco, Green Bay over 47. And we're going to make it official. Bye-bye.